It's winter, and you can now get almost anything you need for the coldest months of the year delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a ski slope delivered, but you can get dish soap delivered. Sunshine, that's a no. But a bottle of wine, that's a yes. A snow angel, sorry, no, but angel hair pasta. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol and select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he's always the same. That's me. Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are going live during the Islanders and the Montreal Canadiens game this Saturday evening. How are you doing Saturday? this Saturday evening, Grump? Okay, I'm doing pretty good, actually. Hey, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, for those of you who are new to the channel, welcome. This is a twice-a-week All Islanders podcast that takes place every Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel, we invite you to stick around a while. We invite you to subscribe on YouTube, to subscribe on YouTube, to like on Facebook, and to follow on Twitter. And if you enjoy this content, the best way to let myself and the Grumpy Old Man know is by leaving a thumbs up. Apparently, it helps the YouTube and all these algorithms, so it helps get mine and the Grumpy Old Man's word out to the masses. That's right. We need to get the word out. Need to get the word out. And also, we do have a second podcast where it's an all-sports podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. That takes place every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as every Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You could find that either in the link in the description below or as a featured page here on our YouTube channel called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Grumpy, look at that. We've had 150 videos, live streams for TJ and the Grumpy Old Man now. Amazing. Amazing. Who would have ever thought? Who More would have of a freewheeling podcast uh, than this one. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, well, I said we had a second podcast. I never actually said what it is. It's an all sports podcast. We talk everything athletics. We talk NHL, NBA, NFL, college athletics, world football, anything and everything sports. So you're right. It is a more freewheeling podcast. It just kind of movies, movies, music, failures of TJ as a child and an adult. Those uh, things. Yes, yes, all of the personal stories that some some listeners enjoy and like to listen to are more shared on that TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Very channel. true, very true. So give that a look and a check out. We will be live tomorrow, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But tonight, Grumpy, the New York Islanders, right, up so far in the first period, up 2 nothing on the Montreal Canadiens. 
Yeah. And okay, we want to talk about that, or do we well, want to just? We're going to talk about the team. We'll talk about the team, what's happened recently, because, right, the Islanders are facing off right now live against the Montreal Canadiens after they recently lost against the Minnesota Wild 3-1. to one. Um, It's Things are not looking great in Islanders land, that is for certain. But um, I, I first, Grumpy, I want you to talk a little bit about what we've seen in the first period from the Islanders and, and the Canadians, and we'll talk about prior games, where the team is, et cetera. There's a reason why Montreal is one of the bottom five teams in the league, and you're seeing it tonight. They're def- they're terrible. The first thing I thought was watching that I, I I'm going to tell you admittedly I do not watch a whole lot of Montreal games, and that was the same issue you know last last year when they traded for Rom- Romanoff. I'm like I didn't even know who he was, and they said well he was the best defenseman that Montreal had. Well, after watching this first period, let me just say, um, I could see why he'd be the best defenseman on Montreal because they don't play any defense, none at all. <laughs> they are horrific defensively. So maybe, you know, the best defenseman on a crappy defensive team isn't the type of recommendation that you're normally looking for. And he made a, I mean, even the first period, positionally, it was so bad, Butch even had to bring it up, saying, yeah, he was really positionally out of, out of where he shouldn't have been. Gave up a wide open uh, chance right in front of Sorokin, the savior of the season, honestly. Um and it's like, man, I don't know what he's – he's just so bad positionally that it's scary. Yes, oh, I'd say tonight. But but, but that said, uh, we've certainly the, – the ice has been tilted into Montreal's end, and we've played aggressively. But just for people who think that the Islanders are back, we're winning Stanley Cups, multiple ones in a row, it's Montreal. Okay, let's – before you blow through every single topic of conversation, three seconds, let's actually talk about Grump- this is why I interrupt something. This is why I interrupt you, grumpy old man, because, right, I want to talk, right? Montreal has looked very poor tonight. They've looked abysmal. They cannot complete a pass, stick to stick, tape to tape. They look awful out there in the ice. And you're right. This is the reason why, you know, there are minus 46 or a 48 gold, whatever the hell it is. I can't even count that high. There are minus, I think it's like a 46 goal differential this season. One of the five worst teams in the NHL. They actually have a worse record than the Vancouver Canucks. So, you know, just so you could put that, you know, where it should be rated on, on the scale of how talented are the Montreal Canadiens. Second worst team in the Eastern Conference. They're a bad, bad team. Um, we are taking advantage and we are beating them the way we should be. Um, but this, you know, got to put everything in perspective. And just Vancouver does have a game in hand on Montreal as well. So. That's, yeah, that's why I said they're, <laughs> they're better off than, than Vancouver. But um, yeah, Montreal, they have a long way to go. I'm not sure if this is a more of a Marty St. Louis thing or that team sucks. I, I'm not sure what it is, but that team Looks like they are. He is in too deep, is what it looks like for Marty St. Louis. He didn't shave for the game. Um, he looks a little disheveled. I don't think he's going to make it through the season. I know they gave him a contract extension. He got rid of that interim tag after last year, but they're they're horrific defensively. Now they have a couple of offensive flurries. You could tell that you know they have some young players who might be worth something, but they're in full on rebuild. That's a smart thing to do. They were smart enough one year after making it to the Stanley Cup Finals. They're like, you know what? This team isn't good enough. Let's blow it up and start over. And it was a smart thing. 
They are 2-7-1 and one in their last 10 games. This is a game the Islanders must, must, must win. This yeah. is not a game the Islanders can afford to lose. No. Absolutely not. And, you know, they, they've come out and they've had a lot of effort tonight, right? I, I will say a lot of these mistakes by Montreal, it's not like we're creating. It's not like our fantastic forechecking is creating Montreal to run around and scramble like, with you know, a chicken with their head cut off. Montreal is making a lot of unenforced mistakes and unimpeded mistakes, but the Islanders to their credit are making, they're capitalizing on those. You got to capitalize when another team makes mistakes. True. They must've had at least seven or eight turnovers in the first period. And TJ, that might be seven or eight grumpy. That may be underselling it. Well, why are you not wearing a legitimate shirt today for this podcast? Because I, I, I went to the gym today, Grumpy, so I got my gym shirt on. Got my what, does shirt that on. what does that one say? I don't even know. It was a gift. It says it's you're like an animal. Sort of, what's that? Earth's annual something. Earth's annual. Four-door mud run, or fun run. It's like some Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, my God. So, hey, I wear it. Hey, it's, it's, it was a free shirt, Grumpy. You're never going to see me complain. Um, it's the same reason why you wear Vancouver Canucks shirts on this damn podcast. Um, <laughs> Mine are for a reason. I wore that shirt for a reason. Uh, sure you did. Sure you did. I wore it because this season is like the trip to Mordor. It takes three freaking episodes. It's freaking physically and mentally tasking on your sanity, Grumpy. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. Okay? Does that make you happy? I will say just one thing. The second period has started in this game, and Montreal has certainly come out with more renewed effort than the first period. So Marty Sally, yeah, they were so bad in the first period. I mean, they just, I'm like, my gosh, they look like we looked in the first period usually. So um, I, I will say we have been struggling. It looks like a lot of fans and a lot of, not only just listeners to the show, a lot of fans of the Islanders online on social media have been less than thrilled about the recent effort and performance of our New York Islanders grumpy. And, you know, tonight, Right, even if we come out tonight and we beat the Montreal Canadiens six to nothing, well, it's only two points. It's one game. It's a victory in one game. We have not looked good against the teams that are near the middle of the pack and towards the top end of the NHL. Sure, can we beat up on the Vancouver, the Vancouver Canucks, bottom ten team in the NHL? Sure. Can we beat up on the Montreal Canadiens, bottom five team in the NHL? Sure. But it, that's not going to unfortunately get us into the playoff spot. We have got to take care of business against better teams as well. It's reassuring to see us beat the bad teams, but we've got to play better across the board. Without a doubt. I mean, all right. I know we don't want to touch on Dallas yet. Correct. Um, but I just have to say it was Dallas on Thursday, right? Was it Dallas? Tuesday. We've already talked about the Dallas game. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Did we? Who yes, that Thursday? game happened Tuesday. Thursday, we played the Minnesota Wild. The Wild. That's the game I want to talk about. Sure. Um, yeah, like I said, they, they're blending one into another, you know, whatever. So I, I knew it was performance after poor performance. Yeah. I mean, I thought that we played hard against Minnesota, um, but it just our lack of talent that, you know, that's the whole thing. All right. You can outwork a Montreal team, but if you play a team that, you know, shows good effort and good hustle. If you're not, and they have a little bit of talent, we're going to come out of the short end of the stick most time. Sorokin is the reason this team is in position to potentially, and that's like a small P potentially, make the playoffs this year. That's it. Yeah. Without him, if we had to play Varlamov in net, 
forget it. Forget it. No shot. I will, I will say this. I think that fans are coming to the realization that even if the team makes the postseason, it is a futile effort because this team, even if they make the – and here's the thing. The goal is not to make the postseason. That's not the goal. If you're happy and content saying, gotcha, our team finished 16th out of 32 teams in the NHL. We're completely mediocre and average. You're you don't you're not I'm trying to find a nice way to say this. You're not prioritizing what it is to be a fan of a team and, and to be a fan of an organization that once was you know a very very successful organization in the NHL. The goal you mentioned, you know, you know, if the goal is the goal should never be just to make the playoffs. It should be we're here to win Stanley Cups. And I realize you know there's a building process too, but everything should be guilt build the the whole thing ramping up towards winning a Stanley Cup. If you're looking at our roster, there's no way we're winning a Stanley Cup with this group. So, I mean, if you're being realistic, if the general manager and the ownership is being realistic, they should know that, okay, if our goal is truly to win a Stanley Cup, this group's not going to get it done. And fans, I think, and that's what, that's what I want to bring in. The fans, people who are listeners of the show, people who hate the show, people who watch this team play, I think are slowly coming to the realization, even if we make the postseason, we're not making any noise. The only type of the only type of the only type of argument you can make in favor of the Islanders somehow squeaking their way out of the first round is saying, well, the postseason is a different game and it's a totally different atmosphere and anything can happen in the postseason. That type of that type of excuse, that type of that type of approach. Is it, it, it causes you to be in a situation where you're going to set yourself up for unrealistic expectations for the team? Yeah. And it, okay. Let's say you're a fan of the Miami Dolphins. They made the playoffs. Is there any shot the Miami Dolphins are winning the Super Bowl this year? No. 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 No shot. That's where the Islanders are at. It's like the New York Giants. Are there any chance the New York no Giants shot. win the Super Bowl this season? Even, they're even there. A, they're in the playoff, but no chance. Even a better correlation because the Giants are not talented enough. They need to get way better at a lot of spots. Very good, TJ. Need to get. I was I was going to say Tampa Bay, but I know how you hate that. Hate when I bring up Brady. They have no shot of winning either. But the Giants need much more talent to be true contenders for the Super Bowl. And even though, yes, they might make the playoffs, they might even win a round, they're not good enough going forward. And their front office knows that. So they're going to be trying to upgrade. They're not going to roll the same guys out next year like Lou Lamarillo has done for the last four years, just roll the same cast of characters out. That's never been good enough to win the Stanley Cup. That's never won anything, ever. Never won anything. Not a Stanley Cup, not a conference title, not a division title. Never won anything. Rolls the same guys out. What do they say the definition of uh, futility is? It's insanity. No, it's insanity. Well, we can say insanity, futility. It all's the same thing. Go ahead, tell us, DJ. It's ins it's insanity. It's continuing to do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. That's hey, a definition of insanity. And he I am worried, as I've mentioned before, our team will be in a spot to where we will be. In almost no man's land, we'll be either in one of the last playoff spots come the NHL trade deadline or be right on the outside looking in. Our general manager, who is supposed to be a guardian of this team's present and future, 
is going to continue to mortgage away our future, continue to trade away draft picks and prospects to go after this one more elusive cup run that won't that might not even happen. I just I, that's the worst case scenario for us. We've talked about it. I feel like we talk about it every single week because as the trade deadline gets closer, this becomes more. It becomes. It, it was originally a looming fear. This looming fear, we're driving almost to. It's like you're driving into a freaking tornado or in a hurricane. You're just like, oh shit. We keep getting closer and closer. It's gonna have an impact eventually. What was when the season started? You remember what we said? Worst case scenario for this team would be a team that didn't make the postseason, but a team to where we traded away picks at the deadline. That's so, a desperate so. attempt to make a failed playoff run. That's like the worst case scenario. It looks like that's more and more of a possibility every single day. I think we're steaming down those tracks. That's I, that was that was the issue I had with this team draft night. As soon as we made that move, trading for Romanoff, who by the way is abysmal, awful. When we made that trade for Romanoff, I could say I I said, I'm like, this is an indicator of what we are going to do, not only this offseason, but next offseason as well. Continuing to trade away, mortgage off the future for one last hoorah. It, we've never even had a hoorah. We've never, we've had a who. But no hoorah. You got to win something. There's another team that has done the same trading away first round draft picks every year, year after year trying to chase a Stanley Cup, another Stanley Cup title, or a Stanley Cup title, the Pittsburgh Penguins, right? They do it every year. They trade away first-round picks. And you see it's kind of – and we're like, oh, they're so old. They're not getting any younger. They're not getting any better. But look at the talent they have. I could see why Pittsburgh was doing it after winning two Stanley Cups uh, last decade. I could see that, right? You When you have Crosby and Malkin and Latang. You've got three Hall of Famers on that team. Arguably, definitely two, maybe a third in Latang if things fall correctly for him. You've got two first ballot Hall of Fame caliber players, one that might have a chance depending on how things end for his career. So, yeah, it makes sense to do that when you have Hall of Fame talent and generational talent in guys like Crosby and Malkin. It does not make sense when you're, you know, your best player on your team is Matt Barzal and second best forward is probably Brock Nelson, who hasn't scored a goal in like 15 games. He's been terrible. He's been terrible. But he's always been streaky. And his defense, you can tell he's gripping the stick. He had a wide open chance today in the first period, first 30 seconds, right into the goalie's glove. I mean, he's got to put that away. And, you know, you could tell just going back to the bench, he's feel, he's feeling the pressure a little bit. And his thing, I'm not going to dump all over uh, Brock Nelson uh, for that. I have plenty else I'm going to plenty else I'm going to get to uh, later today. Um, but I'm not going to jump on it for that. But you can tell he's squeezing the stick a little bit hard right now. Yeah, uh, you know, it's here's here's the thing too. He's had a, he's had a good season this year. I'm not expecting Brock Nelson to lead the team in goals or lead the team in points. He's just not that guy. He's a number two center, and he's again, I think he's definitely top ten or top half of the league for number two centers. I, and 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 here's the thing for those of you who are braving out and watching this Montreal game with us. It is hard to watch. Montreal is so unbelievably bad 
it's like it's tough. It's like watching bad hockey or bad soccer or bad football where there's just a whole bunch of errors. There's misexecution every single time out there on the ice. The Montreal Canadiens cannot complete a pass stick tape of the stick to tape of the stick. No, tape to tape. They just cannot complete a pass. And every single time they get any sort of chance, they just continually throw the puck away. And the Islanders, right? No, they're, they're handling it, but it's just hard to watch hockey right now. And Montreal's played better in the second period so far. They've had much more jump. Um, like I said, the first period was brutal, brutal. The Islanders came out on fire, and uh, Montreal was just terrible. The goaltender was miserable. Um, like I said, they're a bad team. They're a bad team. So are we, though. Now, what is this? I see that you know, I see that there's a scrum that happens on the ice after Mayfield, after the puck has gone, slashes a guy's stick out of his hands. No call. I'll tell you one thing. We're a chippy team, and we get away with a lot. We get away with a lot of interference calls. A lot. Interference, hooking, grab, anything you want to call it. Well, Here's the I, thing. It benefits us. I don't care, yeah. but we get away with a lot. I just, I, it drives me crazy when I hear bitch, bitch, when I hear Butch complain about, you know, oh, that shouldn't have been a penalty or this should have. I'm like, dude, we get away with interference all over the place. You see Clutterbuck even today just riding a guy who doesn't have the puck, just riding him down the ice with the stick around his waist. I'm like, you know, this isn't the 1970s and 1980s. But here's the thing. In the postseason, we don't get called. We, those don't get called against us most games. Sometimes they do, and we end up like against the Minnesota Wild when we spend half of the evening in the box. Right, if they call the game the way it's supposed to be, we could spend half the evening in the box because of the amount of infractions we commit. We're just not fast enough. We're not skilled enough to keep up with some of these teams. But right. when referees let it go, it plays to our advantage, and we're very we're very successful on that. It doesn't matter. You got to make the playoffs before you can, you know, I'm implement that style. I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm just. I'm just. I was really disappointed in the Minnesota loss. I think that was kind of a tipping point for a lot of fans. Was that Minnesota game? Well, tell us why, Grumpy, because you want to talk about it earlier. I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, I, I mean, to share your opinions. I, you know, I mean, we talked about it a little bit on the island on the uh, TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, and I just I took some game notes from like the middle of the third period on. Um, first of all, I thought that uh, you know AJ was between the benches. And they had Butch and I think and Brendan up in the booth. And I thought actually that AJ pointed out uh, was really on spot with her uh, analytic assessment of what was going on, particularly Romanov's game. Um, and just like there was one play where he took a bad angle, dumping the puck in from the point and winds up turning it over and led to a Minnesota breakout and like a good chance on goal because he wasn't, and just little small subtlety things like that, that AJ had where okay, you're kind of jumping. I'm not understanding. I, I, okay. He should have, he should have dumped the puck into the corner, but he kind of half-assed a little bit because he was a little bit lazy or sloppy and it wound up turning into a chance, uh, a shot on goal. And, and so you like that AJ was able to point out yes. things like yes. that just so we can articulate we to people who are listening what's right. going on. And we don't get enough of that on the Islander side. Correct, because a lot of times, right, we're in a spot to where we're either, oh, what, 
they're either cheering on, oh man, the Islanders are doing so great, but this just didn't go our way or that didn't go our way. And that's why we're struggling. We don't actually go and break down what we're seeing on the ice where it's like, ooh, our forwards and our defense are way too far separated. So it leads to three on two rushes for the opposing teams because you have this soft cushion and you're able to get easy zone entries there for the opposing team. We don't get a lot of that on our broadcast. It's a, it's a, one of the reasons, again, I do not watch the Islanders telecast. I don't watch the Islanders telecast anymore for reasons like that. I mean, I, I, I was listening, but I like to listen to the Islanders broadcast. I enjoy them. So I like, oh, I like his thing. It's the hometown broadcast. I like to listen to the hometown announcers. Um, but yes, I've been listening to uh, other broadcasts as well. That being said, uh, one else, something else that uh, Butch and AJ brought up uh, in that. Tel- Can you just pipe down the just like dumbfounded look on your face? I don't know I where you. I don't know honestly. I don't know where you're going with. I thought you were going to talk about the Minnesota Wild game, but now we're I talking, am talking about the Minnesota Wild game. Okay. But that look on your face when I say something that you don't know, I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's going. Well, I know what, try to be a professional and just, you know, have a poker face. Okay, just try it. So they okay. also mentioned, you know, AJ likes it being between the, the, uh, the teams down on the ice said she noticed that there was no communication between the Islander defense partners and the wingers in the defense. Like no saying, you know, Hey, throw it back, throw it forward, you know, use the boards, whatever. None of that. That was to me. And Butch mentioned also that was mind boggling to me. This is a veteran team where you would think these guys have been together forever, pretty much. And there's no communication on the ice, no verbal communication. That's worrisome. I didn't and, hear that. And Lane, Lane, that's what happens when you don't listen to the, the hometown. That's true. Kids. That's true. So, and the fact that Lane, I mean, you have to know that Lane Lambert realizes there's a lack of communication also, right? Or maybe he doesn't. Maybe that's a weakness in him that he hadn't pointed that out. I don't remember anyone ever saying that when Barry Trotz was the coach, that there was a lack of communication on ice between the players, where to go with the puck. And to me, that was eye-opening for me. As something that should have been addressed by Lane Lambert or Captain Average. As we've talked about before, and I've said it once and I'll say it again, we run across situations to where we are not sure what Lane Lambert's deficiencies are going to be as a head coach. We knew there are going to be deficiencies, but what are those deficiencies going to be? Well, you know, Barry could not handle player relations. He could not handle any sort of interaction with young players. He really struggled on that front. Lane Lambert is going to struggle on his areas too. And maybe that's an area. It's a lot to ask a first-time head coach. Mind you, Lane Lambert has never been a head coach before at the NHL level. It's a lot to ask him to say, here's this this huge task that I'm going to put on your shoulders and we want you to lead a team that didn't make the postseason last year. I want you to lead them to the NHL playoffs and lead them to a Stanley Cup. It's a big ass for a first-time head coach. Well, why does Lou do that? Why did Lou hire Lane Lambert without looking outside the organization at all? Because he's familiar and he knows what he has with, with Lane Lambert. Or did he feel Lane Lambert was somebody as a rookie head coach or someone that he could control? 
he was malleable, perhaps. Sure, that might have something to do with it, too. I, I To be honest with you, I'm really not sure. I think it had more to do with he had familiarity with the players. He thought our window was... Here's the thing. Even if you're very optimistic, the best-case scenario is our window is very close to shut. I think most people have come to the realization our window is shut. Our window is over. We are not the same team that we were two years ago during the shortened seasons, the first during the bubble year, and the second time during that COVID shortened season. We're not the same team. We're not a team that's playing a shortened schedule. We're not a team that plays that same style anymore. We're a completely different team regarding stylistically and regarding the age of these players. Simple. Yeah. I mean, like I said, from again, what's with the hands, dude? I, I didn't know if uh, Grumpy, I'm I'm trying to make the case here with this, and I think you do this when you're watching the TV, but like I'm trying to make the case oh when we're talking when I'm trying to make the case when we're talking about this. The team is not the same, even if you're a very optimistic fan, right? They think the window's closing. Well, the reason why he hired Lane was because he has familiarity with those players. And I wanted you to chime in whether you think that's the case or not. I, again, maybe he's a little malleable, but I wanted to hear your thought on it. You, I think it's because it's somebody you thought can control. I, I made my point earlier. I mean, after I make my point, you made your point. I don't need to go remake another point. I made my point. I think the fact that he thinks he could control him as a rookie head coach. Is there any way that he says that Lane Lambert says, yeah, Simon Holmstrom is the guy that I need to bring into this team and put on the first line. That's got Lou Lim. That's got Lou Lamarillo's greasy little fingerprints all over it. Please, please. I will say this, perhaps Lane, right? I don't know Lane. We don't, I feel like I don't, we don't, we can't know enough about Lane as a head coach. 43, 44 games, however many games in we are. The thing I worry about is if Lane Lambert is actually doing that, he's he's his line combinations are bizarre. He goes to the blender. I feel like anytime we lose a game, he just shuffles in. He puts all the damn names in a hat. He says, okay, let's see who we're going to go ahead and match on the first line. Tonight, we've got Anders Lee, Brock Nelson, and Simon Holmstrom on the first line. Matt Barzal is playing on the second line with Josh Bailey. And who the hell else is it? I'm just... um. Parise. Parise, thank you. It's okay. just it's a shit show. Okay, but what I'm saying is what has uh, uh, what has Simon Holmstrom shown in the minors first of all to even get called up or on the ice with the Islanders to deserve to be on the first line? Absolutely nothing. Don't thank tell you. me that's Lane Lambert. Don't tell me Lane Lambert's going, "You know what? That kid's done nothing. He deserves to be on the first line." That's Lou Lamarillo. Maybe. The only guy that I picked, the only first-round pick I've had who's an absolute fucking bust with a capital B, a capital U-S-T, bust, is Simon Holmstrom. He's forcing him in the lineup to show, hey, Simon Holmstrom's a player in the NHL. No, he's not. That's Lou Lamarillo, and that's what I mean by it's somebody he could force on Lane Lambert because he's a rookie head coach. If you think if you had a Joel Quinville, you think Joel Quinville's, and I'm just throwing a name out there, could be any veteran, right? Uh, Peter Laviolette, whoever. If they're coaching and Lou Lamoureux says, I want you to start this guy, you know what they're going to say? Go pound salt, Lou. Your job is the front office not getting us any players for five years in a row. Mine is to take the pieces of shit that you give me and try to form them into a team. That's what a veteran head coach, an established head coach, would say to him. But a rookie, he can get away with doing stuff like that. I just so you're in you're in you're in the 
camp that Lou is just all about power. Doesn't care about winning anymore. He thinks he knows best. He thinks that he he not only wants to be general manager, but if he could make himself head coach, he would do that too. Because that's yes. kind of the way it sounds. So that's what you think. I'm not sure it's that. I think Lane actually believes some of the, Think about how frequent Lane Lambert has gone to the blender with these line combinations all season long. And some of them, you know, it feels like one is more mystifying and stupefying than the next. I just... I just do not understand the number one ever putting Anders Lee on the same line as Matt Barzal. That combination we learned after four fucking years of Barry okay. Trotz does not work. Does at not. Least, at least Anders Lee is an established player in this league and has scored in this league. That's true. Okay. What, as uh, just an impartial observer of the NHL, what has Simon Holmstrom done to deserve a spot in the line? up let alone on the first line don't tell me that's lane lambert don't tell me that it's 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 i mean like he's got 10 shots in 19 games so that like i said <laughs> he plays on the first line he'll play he's even played on the power play he's played in the last two minutes of a game stop that's lou lamarillo saying we need to get this kid more ice time that's i guarantee that's how it, we need to get this kid more ice time he's part of our future we need to get him more ice time lane that's exactly, I'm going to guarantee you, that's how that conversation went. Because I know when Lane Lambert contacted Fredo, hey, Fredo, we need to bring up a forward because we got a bunch of injuries. Oh, well, who do you want? Do you want the guy who's scoring goals? Do you want the guy who's an all-around best player down here in Bridgeport? Or do you want a guy who's, uh, you know, Ishikov? Or do you want a guy who's got five points in 40 games, Simon Holmstrom? Who's the guy you want up to play on your first line? And he's going to say Simon Holmstrom? Absolutely not. That's daddy calling Fredo and saying, let's get this kid up here. I think what Fredo, what Lou's all about now is making sure that Fredo gets the new general manager's job when he steps down. That's what I think he's all about now. Nothing else. So but making sure his kid, who's been riding his coattail since 1992, is the guy who gets the next coat because he's gotten him every single job he's ever had. He's been riding his daddy's dick since day one. That's what's happened. Uh, so let me. So and you that, think, that's a that's a that's a tame interpretation of what's actually gone on. So this is. I'll tell you. That's a bold. That's a bold. That's a bold claim, Grumpy. And it get it could have something to do with it. I'm not sure that's the number one priority, but I I guess I could see some of that. I don't. I think some of the points don't necessarily add up, but I, I could see that being a goal and objective of his to make sure that he does anything he can to have his son being placed it being i guess picked into that new role of new general manager because lou's again hasn't signed a new con or over halfway through the season lou limero still hasn't signed a contract extension being our general manager for any sort of future so you know i have to assume maybe there's something that might change to it i, I wanted to bring up when before you went on the diatribe but i'm happy i didn't because that was always gold as always grump um the islanders play eight games in the next 13 days so we've got five off days in the next 13. We play eight games, two different sets of back-to-back -back situations. The Islanders are going to go through the ringer, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're going to know in the next two weeks whether we have any shot or not to make the postseason. It's going to be that simple. Like tonight, we came out, we had a great first period. Second period was meh. I mean, it looks like Montreal is playing better hockey. But the second period, we have not looked anywhere near as dominant. It's kind of looked like a back-and-forth period for the most part. Montreal was abominable in the first period. They were so bad in the first period. Yeah. That's why we're up 2 nothing. 
You look at the second period, Montreal's playing better than we are. You know what? Maybe we suck just as bad as Montreal. They've obviously picked their game up. Obviously. They had to. I, I mean, like how poorly they played in the first period. I don't think I'd ever seen a team play that sloppy of a first period. Uh, I have, uh, like every I, Islander game. I knew you were going to say that. I was about to say, all joking aside, seriously, I don't think I've ever seen a team play that sloppy in quite some time. Um, Islanders, though, you know, still up two nothing. About five minutes remaining in the second period. The, I expect the Islanders to win. They got the better goalie here. It's just that, but I mean, they've been outplayed the second period. Sorokin's spectacular. Yes. Sorokin is pretty much the only reason we get kept still in these games. Now, I will say this. Sorokin leads the NHL in games played so far this season. So, you know, we're building up our case of if we somehow make the postseason, what type of impact will we make? What do you think in Ilya Sorokin, who has played more games than any other goalie in the NHL this season, what do you think he's going to have left in the tank for the postseason? when you're going to be relying on him every game. It seems like we play him pretty much every night to begin with right now. I don't know. Um, but here's the thing. Without him playing, we don't make the playoffs. I mean, that's that's where you're at. That's why you remember, TJ, when you were losing your mind when Varlamov got hurt. And I'm like, that injury is not going to hurt us at all. Sorokin will just play every night. And that's what wound up happening. All those games Sorokin played. I think Snyder played one game. But, I mean, I said it doesn't matter. He's a backup. It doesn't matter what happens. You move Varlamov because Sorokin is going to get the lion's share of the games, period, because he's the best player on the team. He's the number one player on the team. Barzell's the best offensive player. Dobson the best defenseman. Sorokin's the MVP of the team, though, right? So who cares about Varlamov? He's a backup. A five, an expensive $5 million a year backup. That's what he is. You move him on. You don't need a backup making $5 million a year. The <laughs> imbecile fossil Lamarillo should have known that going into the season. Mm. He should have known. I, guess what? Sorokin's the real deal. Maybe he was hoping, let's play Varlamov more. So I can try to cheap out Sorokin on the next contract. This freaking guy thinks the money's coming out of his pocket for some reason. Now, speaking of, and I will say a lot of people are in the, I'm, it's funny. They came up with a new term. Remember how it's like, you got to go through the island if you're going to want to win. You got to go through the effing island. Do you remember that from Barry Trotz? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now they've got the through with Lou and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a catchy, it's a catchy little term that's going around making the rounds on social media. I'm through with Lou. And it's funny that we said again, this year is all on Lou Lamarillo, right? Yes. Use Barry as a scapegoat. And I think that Barry had his flaws. He still is a Hall of Fame caliber coach, but he had his flaws just like every single coach in the NHL does. But now it's all on Lou Lamarillo. Yep. You made the decision. You made the situation. You went ahead and determined to, to put players on this team. You determined to stand pat and do absolutely nothing this season. All on Lou. We believe in the guys on this team. Well, okay. So, what the hell type of penalty is that? The guy, uh, the uh, fashion stepped on the puck and they called a tripping call on Montreal. Fashing stepped on the puck, goes down, 
and he calls a tripping penalty. That's when you need to come up to that uh, up to that referee and just stick him in the throat. Here's, because, here's, here's the thing. I wonder what I wonder what Butchie's saying right now. <laughs> hey, well, you know, sometimes those calls just go against you. Yeah, that's what he says. Oh, that's what man. he says. He the, he fashing stepped on the now that would piss me off. Fashing steps on the puck and down he goes. I don't know. Oh, he did hit him on the top of the boot of the stick and he went down. Oh stop. my god, please stop, stop me. Stop. Please stop. I, 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 He's that's why I can't listen. Down. That's why I can't listen to Butch. And here's another instance where I can't listen to Butch. Against Minnesota, the Islanders are on a power play because they had a whole lot of them. Just yeah. couldn't convert. And both teams really quickly had a whole lot of power plays yeah. in that Minnesota Islander game. It was a sloppy, choppy game. Minnesota plays a lot like we did last year under Barry Trotz. They just do. That's just the way they play. Except a lot more offensive talent. Yes. But he, you know, that they had uh, Barzell in the trigger spot and he took a shot on the power play and was easily saved by the goaltender. And um, so Butch makes sure he goes out of his way to make a point to say, well, you know what? Matt Barzell, you know, he's not like uh, Ovi. I'm like, He's like, you know, he Ovi has better angles from there. And, you know, he's got a more powerful shot. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> so you're comparing Matt Barzell to the guy who's going to probably go down as the greatest goal scorer in NHL history, who's renowned for having one of the best shots ever in the history of the game. And that's the – so you want to make Barzell look bad by comparing him to Ovechkin? Really? He, here's the other thing, too. It's not like – they were playing Washington, which would warrant possibly even the slightest ability to have a comparison. They're playing the Minnesota Wild. So I wanted to show you this, Grumpy. I know I told you we were going to discuss this, but man, oh, man. So a fan started to heckle Lou Lamarillo uh -uh. at the game recently against the Minnesota Wild. Home game, UBS Arena. And um, I'll tell you, fan. this is what I mean. The fans are starting to grow. Restless. They are starting to get upset with the lack. Well, number one, the lack of decisiveness this offseason and the lack of action this offseason is starting to show and rear its head now. And unfortunately, it's resulting in poor performance after poor performance. Even if we beat the Montreal Canadiens tonight, is anybody going to say we look good against Montreal? The first period. I don't think he looked great. I th okay, maybe the first period was good play. The second period, no. I, w this is one of the worst teams in the NHL. I wouldn't say we've looked fantastic against one of the cellar dwellers, but fans are starting to get upset, and rightfully so. They're not dumb. Maybe some of them are, but they're most fans are not dumb. They know that the window is so finite, and that our team looks like we've taken another step back. Back-to-back yeah. -back years, we've taken a step backwards. This is yeah. not the same team that we saw in the Eastern Conference Finals in back-to-back -back years taking steps forward and looking like we can make a meaningful run. This is not the same team. So, you know, it's. I think fans are starting to get upset about it, but I want to show you this, Grumpy. Just, just to clarify, the referee did way well of that penalty. Okay, good. He should have. I'm and glad they were able to come to the conclusion that he stepped on a puck. But I think Butch was politicking for it. So. <laughs> I don't know. Or Butchie, I, I like when Butchie. Here's the one thing I like when Butchie does. He does his. He does it where it's like, oh yeah, um, you know, 
that that should have been a penalty right there. Well, actually, no, I could see how, you know, the rest made a good call after they determined it's like the rest made a good call. Actually, you know, it looks like he stepped more on the puck and he just tapped him on the top of the toe. He'll start off with his initial reaction and whatever's called on the ice, he'll go ahead and backtrack to, to agree with whatever that is. Yeah, butch. Jeez. Okay, let's go with this thing here. What is it? Okay, gotcha, Grumpy. Boy, Lou! Yo, Lou! Lou Lamorello! Timo Meyer, yo! Supplier Timo Meyer! Hey, Lou Lamorello! Hey, is Timo that the Meyer, red baby! Bo Horvat! Come on, man! Look 19 shots on goal to three beers to play! What the fuck is that? All right. Okay, Grumpy. Do you want me to play it again so you can hear? <laughs> so you're not in I just said Lou gave him a death stare. Yeah, he did. Here's the thing. He thinks he is holier than thou. It's exactly right. To all these fans, he's like, oh, what the hell is this? What the hell is this? Pure peasant and plebe doing, speaking to me, yelling at me from the rafters. What is he doing? He thinks it's his team. He thinks it's his team. Yeah, but I want to listen to that again because he, he makes a little joke about how expensive he's like $19 a beer or something like that. I do want to hear that. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes, but you you asked, is this Red Lupin Ranger asking about Timo Meyer? It, yeah. it could have been. I mean, this fan right here, this is this is the wrong mentality, saying that we need to add more pieces to the deadline. This type of fan right here would have us would have the team bankrupt in the cellar in no time at all. Continue to add to this team. Continue to pay more for rentals. Boy, Lou, yo, Lou, Lou Lamorello, Timo Meyer, yo. Supplier Timo Meyer. Hey, Lou Lamorello. Timo Meyer, baby. Bo Horvat. Come on, man. 19 shots on goal to three periods of play. What the fuck is that? Oh, he said 19 shots on goal to three periods of play. What the F is that? <laughs> he looks up, I mean, though. Like he, okay. He's like, I can't believe somebody's bothering me right now. You're looking at Lamorello. He, he's not happy. And it's not because this guy's yelling at him. He knows that that the team just isn't very good. He knows that. He knew it going into the season. I'm telling you, he's doing whatever he can to get Fredo the general manager's job. When you he goes he out, his 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 season is done this year, and he wants yes. to secure a spot. That's you think, yes. okay. And he wants he'll get kicked up to the presidency, so he'll be de facto. Fredo will be calling him every day. Hey, pop. I'll get the car. Uh, Paulie's a good kid, Pop. You're gonna okay. go get oranges together. Yeah, he's gonna send. He's gonna go out there and get the oranges. And then, and, and Fredo, Fredo, be fumbling the damn spreadsheets and shit, dropping them. You know when they're trying to make a trade. You know, and you go, Papa, what should I do, Papa? Trade a first round draft pick. <laughs> just, no, no. Get I this guy, Scott Stevens. Give up everything we've got. Christ almighty. Couldn't you, couldn't you see him going all in on Patrick Kane? Couldn't you see no, that? I, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. He wouldn't touch Patrick Kane after everything that's happened with him. He's a guy who he never he would never touch a Vander Kane. He never touches anybody that has any sort of red candy cane outside. Well, he candy cane. No, but he does touch like lettuce and everything like that. Whatever the hell heads of lettuce like turtles eat. Man, oh man, he's looking old now, grumpy. Again, we mentioned him beforehand. He's looking old. He's still mentally all there, I think, but he's starting to look like he's getting a little older. He thinks that it's 1990 still. He operates like it's 1990. Oof.
I'm telling you. Uh, Montreal really started to pour it on the last five minutes of play against the Islanders, right? We're still up two goals after two periods, but I will say I don't think our second period was anywhere near as as compa- anywhere near as dominant as the first period. We play Boston next, right? Is it oh, Boston? Washington. I told you this. We were on the phone before the game, and I told you three times. I said, we play Washington, Grumpy. What day do we play Washington on? It doesn't matter. Monday. And on Wednesday, we play the Boston Bruins. Okay. It doesn't matter. So <sighs> do you think do you think we'd beat Boston or Washington in a game like today? We get killed. We yes, get killed. we'd be getting run off the ice. If we were playing Boston like this, we'd be down three to one. And we'd be saying, oh, wow, we just can't score. Because people have been posting a lot of stats recently about the Islanders' inability to score goals. Oh, we mentioned that. We mentioned that. How long ago did you put that out there as a tweet? Mm. A long time ago, Grumpy. That all of our goals have to be, all our goals are created from the defense. And if our defense isn't creating goals and scoring opportunities, we're not scoring goals. There you go. Everybody else, Newsday, The Athletic, anybody and everybody else who writes online is now doing the same exact thing, talking about the same exact thing. We are the curve. If people really want to know what's going to happen with the Islanders in the future, just listen to us. We're just so ahead of the curve. I'm trying to creative thinking, see what's actually going on out there. Don't tow the company line. Just be a realist. Islanders are up 28 to 17 on shots on goals advantage. Okay. They had, I know they outshot them by a ton in the first period. Yes. They were dominant in the first period. Second period. mm, um, You'll be happy to hear, by the way, um, Bridgeport finally won a game. They snapped their 11 game losing streak grumpy. Ah, Okay. Good for them. And who scored? I think it was Ratu from DeFore. Ratu. You know who was not part of that equation and wouldn't have been even if he was playing down there? Simon Holmstrom. Simon Holmstrom. He My sucks. goodness gracious. Grumpy. He sucks. He's an embarrassment. He's an embarrassment. And now you sent this to me here. And I'm I not bet sure you he doesn't have any stuff. sponsorship deals from any stick company or skate company. Oh, God. This is so the Islanders so far in 2023. I'm going to include tonight's game. Just to make sure it's you know, just to make sure it's fair and just. Can we I say scored- one thing before you do this thing? There is a sponsor for Simon Holmes. It's Hoover. Hoover vacuums because all they do is suck. Ah, oh, there it is. There it is. All they do is suck. Um, but you, you talk about Grumpy, the Islanders' inability to score, right? How cold it's gone recently. So they've played seven games so far in 2023. Again, there's still one more period left for the Islanders in tonight's game, but we have scored 14 goals in seven games. Not Eight enough. of those goals have come against Vancouver and the Montreal Canadiens. Two suck squads. Exactly. Exactly. So you're looking at the remaining five, you got six goals, right? We, you know, if we're talking, oh, our high-flying offense, we're scoring so many goals, we're looking so successful out there on the ice. Oh, that's what it is. We we do not generate enough offense unless our defense is going gangbusters, putting pressure on, setting four men up on a four check. We start that's how we started tonight's game. Was again our defenseman in on every single four check opportunity, every single time. And you, you heard because I was watching the Sportsnet's uh, Sportnet's version of it. They said, "Wow, Scott Mayfield up the ice so much he looks like Kale McCarr right now." Ugh, yikes! It's noticeable. 
It's noticeable. The only way for the people who aren't paying attention or the people who are just slow to call out, the only way we can create offense is by our defensemen thinking that they're the extra forward going forward. And we leave one guy back on defense and we say, well, we hope there's not an odd man break. And if there is, Sorokin's going to have to be a rock back there. And he has been this year. And when he makes the stops, we win games. If he doesn't because it's just an unattainable task, well, we're going to lose. I agree. Um, I just, I, I, I mean, I don't even know really how to. I mean, we've we've said that all year, right? So it's like, I don't know what is there anything we can do to change that? I, I just no, there's nothing we can. Do. That that's the point. There's nothing we can do to change this, right? Yeah. There's nothing at all we can do to change, because I we're in a situation where that's the only way we can generate offense. So I kind of feel a little bit bad for for Lane Lambert, right? He knows the task is to generate more offense. Our team under Trotz did not generate enough offense. That was the biggest issue. And what do we do to help generate more offense this offseason? Nothing. We didn't bring anybody in that was going to help generate more offensive touch and more offensive pop. Nothing at all. We've actually probably taken a step back regarding our offense, our forward personnel, right? Kyle Palmieri, the F minus or the F double minus, he's an upgrade over Simon Holmstrom. Let's be honest. Right, I don't, I don't want you trying to steal the F minus thing by adding another minus to it to try to make it your own. Don't do that. Okay, so as Grumpy term it, the F minus. Okay, you like that? Do I have to go ahead and give yes. you a pop every time? Yes. So when the F minus is better than Simon Holmstrom, our forward group this year, I'd argue, personnel wise, is probably better or worse. I'm sorry than last year's forward group, and we're in a spot to where we've got more goals and more offensive production. The only way we've been able to do that is with smoke and mirrors in our defense joining the rush a lot more often. Putting pressure on these teams and forcing their team's defense to cover up an extra man down low. A lot of teams, they get kind of flustered. They can't go ahead and handle it. And they get into a spot to where we're able to generate a wide-open opportunity. And we talked about that before the season started. How are we going to be able to generate more offense? We've been talking about this for months before the season started, when they decided not to make any moves for a forward, we're like, well, how are you they're obviously going to want to generate more offense? How are you going to do that? By involving the defense more, which is going to leave you more vulnerable back. If you remember, I said Sorokin's numbers might actually look worse than last year, but he might actually be better. But his numbers won't be as good because he's going to be hung out to dry a lot more. And I think you've seen that this year. His numbers are fantastic i don't remember what his numbers were last year but i think they're even better this year but he's almost doing it all on his own a lot of nights mm. i still think as i've said this before to speak on that topic sorokin will have better numbers this year than last year even with us playing a more open style i still think he's got better numbers i think the defensive system in front of him is better and i think he has been marvelous this season marvelous anything anything short of spectacular He's not going to win a Vesson Trophy. I don't even think he'll be in the top three when you look at some of the other goalies around the league. You can't win the Vesna when your team doesn't win enough games. Or doesn't make that's, the playoffs. I was going to say, that's the sorry truth of it. They popped up a, a, a stat there on Sorokin. And this, this shows us again, our team wins and loses and has success all off of the back of Ilya Sorokin. Just to pop this up, right? Since December 23rd, Sorokin is... Four, three, and one. 
So he is a 500 record, four wins, four losses, with a 188 goals against average and a 933 save percentage. Right now, he's shutting out the Montreal Canadiens, knock on wood. He could be in a spot to where at the end of this game, his save percentage is a 940, his goals against average is a 170, and he's going to be 5-3-1. Five wins, four losses, despite only giving up 1.7 goals a game about and saving 94% of all shots on them. Think about that. Let that sink in. Almost 500 with numbers like that at goaltending. It's hard to believe. We don't have enough offense, period. Not enough offensive talent, period. End of sentence, end of story. We've said it all year. Said it in the offseason. Repeat it. All right, we scored a couple of goals early in the year. Everything settles down eventually. You're seeing right now when it's nut crunching time, we don't score enough, period. End of sentence, end of story. We don't have the ability to score enough to win anything in this league. Sorry. What do you think it's going to be like when we play Boston on Monday? It's going to be bad. Okay, we're, we're playing Boston on Wednesday. God damn, you did it again. You did it again to me. I, I did it, and you didn't pick up on it. I did it on purpose, and you didn't pick up on it, so I figured I, I did it as a goof on you, DJ, to be honest with you, and you missed it. So here's the thing. When we play Boston on Wednesday, and Omar's probably going to be in goal, right? Omar's playing tonight, but yeah, he'll probably be in that. Oh, yeah, he's sure. going to play, play every night. Why would he not play against up? Maybe maybe we'll start getting all the team's backup goalies again. Because that's when we win. We got to play the other team's backups. Well, Montembeau is a backup for the yep. for the Montreal Canadiens. For the bottom five team in the NHL, we're playing their backup goalie tonight. Because they feel like their starter would be better served playing tomorrow night against that, the, the New York Rangers. That, that's not true. He's hurt. He's hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. He's injured. My mistake. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. So this is, I think this is Montembeau's um, third game in a row. Okay. I'm sorry. But you were making a point about Linus Hallmark, Grumpy, before I interrupted. Yeah. Do you think we're scoring on him? I don't. He I leads I, the NHL in goals against average and save percentage this season. I mean, how many losses does Boston have this year? Linus Olmark, by the way, is 22-2-1 this season. Oh, yeah. no. Through 27 games, he's only allowed 49 goals. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's spectacular. He's, he's, think- he's had a great year, too. They said that right now uh, Boston is on pace to have the greatest year, greatest regular season in the history of the league. So they're they're on schedule right now to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning when they broke the the Detroit Red Wings uh, regular season point record or regular season winning percentage. They're on track to beat them when when Tampa got knocked out in the first round that year. Yeah, I think they what did what did Toronto what did uh, um, Tampa have like 129 points, something like that. But, I mean, right now Boston's on pace for 136 points. Wow. They've only had five regulation losses all year. All year. To give you a few updates around the league, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers are up on the Washington Capitals 3-1. to one. I hate the Flyers. The Flyers keep winning freaking games, too, is the sad part about it, Grumpy. Well, they, they, they beat Washington. This will be two straight wins over Washington. Hard to believe, right? After how well Washington has been playing, just they've got, I guess, they've got Washington's number. The Flyers, right, if they win tonight, we win tonight, they're still only six points down on us with a game in hand. The Flyers, as miserable as they are, the six points down on us with a game in hand. The the Montreal, I'm sorry, go ahead, Grumpy. Flyers suck. They do. 
Uh, the the Detroit Red Wings are losing four nothing to the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Pittsburgh Penguins are down two to nothing to the Carolina Hurricanes. All of these are at their second intermission. So the Islanders, if they win tonight, if they can hold out, have a chance to make a little ground up yep. on some of these teams that are ahead of us. This is a very important game against one of the worst teams in the NHL. You got to win. You got to win. Simple as that. And, you know, teams are helping. Teams around us are losing tonight. They're trying to help us out. Got to take advantage of that help. Did you want to do – well, let's let's do the, the ad. Yeah. Let's do the yep. ad first. Yep. Absolutely. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings, Grumpy Old Man. Oh, give me a sec. I got to pull it up. It is brought to you by DraftKings, Grumpy, but give me a sec as I pull up this ad. No problem. Uh, because I do want to talk about, um, you know, maybe those next 13 games or whatever, eight games over 13 days, uh, just to play the – Let's see how many we're going to win. How many points do we need out of that? But today's broadcast is brought to you by DraftKings. The NFL pitcher is locked in. And my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 to get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers, not just new, also existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of wild of the wild card round this weekend just place any nfl bet of your choice and if it loses you'll get a free bet back up to ten dollars action so good why bet nfl playoffs anywhere else grumpy i tell you so you could have gone ahead and made a ballsy prediction hey maybe the 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 the, the jacksonville jaguars are gonna beat the chargers tonight and get that sweat free bet you could have had it's like playing with house money almost grumpy but download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use the promo code thpn and new customers can get five dollars on the nfl or any nfl game and, and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly only at DraftKings sportsbook again with promo code thpn minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see the show notes in the description for additional details yeah i like that there it is grumpy there it is um but i want to start getting into some comments too because you know we want to make sure we can hear what the people think because i am interested right when you're online sometimes it feels like you could be in a little bit of a you know a little echo chamber if you don't hear anything else but one specific hey just believe in lou we trust when you hear all that it's easy to be like am i out here on an island all by myself um but we got our first comment here from tony cheese grumpy old man he says, I'm just going to say it because nobody else will. Mike Bossy's daughter looks like a train wreck. I, it's funny. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to dump on Mike Bossy's daughter. But I did ask the warden how old she thought that she was. And I'm just trying to do the math on how old she possibly could be. And the warden wasn't close. And the warden's really good at guessing people's ages. She really guessed good. that Mike Bossy's daughter was probably a lot younger than she is, didn't she? No, she bet that she was probably in her mid sixties. No, yeah, she was looking a, not her. Maybe that is her best, but she didn't look. You know, hey, it's like looking, Tony Chi said she looks like a train wreck. That's all. When she, it's like when I go, it's like when I go to, when we go out to eat dinner and, and Paige and I get an alcoholic beverage, they don't ID me, they ID Paige every time, the lovely Paige. So I'm like, oh, I know I'm looking a lot older than Pages these days. So they figured they figured no one under the age of 21 would shave their head just to get a drink. 
<laughs> Mikey D said, what an embarrassment. The Rangers had more excitement on Thursday night in a five-minute span than we had in years, and we do shit about it. Chris Jury makes Lou Shitterillo look like the rookie in New York. I okay, I'm not gonna go that far. I like um, I like I like that I like the emotion in it, Mikey, though. I love the emotion. Yeah, I yeah, people are angry. We're bad. We're a bad team. Okay, so we're beating a really abysmal Montreal team. Yes. Right? That's what, what does that mean? In the in the grand scheme of things, what does that mean? Nothing. We can Absolutely be a really nothing. shitty team, but that's not unfortunately, just like Anthony Bavillier. Unfortunately, Bavillier can't play against Montreal every night. Otherwise, he'd have a hundred points in a season with ease, right? But we can't play Montreal every night. Nope. That's right. We've got here a comment from Anthony R. Grumpy. Can I can I just say one thing? You mentioned about putting money on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, and since they're down 17 nothing after the first quarter, I hope no one else did either. Oh, gosh. But, uh, Grumpy, we've got here Anthony Rizzi. I can hear the Islanders fans after the first period. We're back. Yeah, that's what that's those type of things drive me crazy. Please stop, guys. We're playing Montreal, who sucks. Lou is in the press box saying, CC, we can do it. Oh, Lord. Lordy, Lordy. Lordy, 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 Miss Lordy. It's when we go on like a two game winning streak. You see everybody online, you see certain Twitter handles and certain people, they say, Guess what, guys? If you ever doubted the Islanders, you're not invited to the parade in June. I'm like, please, guys. You know what I call those people? Pump the brakes. Pump the the brakes. Pump the brakes. Pump them. Pump them. This stupid. The people who say things like that just don't know anything about the sport. Period. Drive me nuts. It's like they drive me nuts. JG said, I thought it wasn't going to say it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Milo Brownie said, damn, Tony Cheese, shots fired. Yeah, Tony yeah. Cheese is firing shots over here. Um, Andrew L. Grumpy. The fan base is angry. We're we're taking legitimate, we're taking hard shooting shots at daughters of former legends. You know things are bad. Yes. Andrew L. says, anyone getting excited, just take a step back, exhale, and remember Montreal is on the ice. There yes. you go. Yep. So take, again, take everything with a grain of salt. Just like when we had lost four in a row, we're not that bad, but we're also not as good as what we see tonight. We can come out in the third period and score seven goals. Yeah, we're not that good, and we're never that bad. I'm just, gonna say, I'm just going to say if Montreal had Sorokin in net and we had Montembleau in net, we'd be losing 2 nothing, Or maybe be a 1-1 tie. No, it'll be 2 nothing down. <laughs> Anthony Rizzi, Grumpy. And if it wasn't for Sorokin, the game would be tied. True. I agree. I agree. Brett W. Whoa. TJ's on time again. I like hey. that. Look at, look at that. Look at Brett with the little uh, the little Charlie Brown there. Decap- is he, has he decapitated Lucy? Is that yes. what he's done? Like a, a Jason Friday the 13th thing? I like it. Very nice. Yes, but Brett. we're on time, guys. I said it was a New Year's resolution. We're keeping yeah. through to this. We're going to be on time. We are. I promise. Matthew S. says here. Good hey, evening, gentlemen. Good evening, gentlemen. Nice to see this team finally show up. It is. As a fan, it's nice to see us look good out there on the ice. Brian J. Grumpy. Hopefully we lose every game so Luke gets fired. Or just they don't sign him back. I think a lot of people are thinking that, though. I think what a lot of people are saying, or I don't know what they're thinking, but certain segment of the fan base is going, you know what? I almost hope we don't win so we can change direction of the franchise. 
And here's the thing. I don't disagree with them. If that's what it takes to have the franchise and have ownership determine that we need to change direction, then that's what it's got to take. I do not, and I repeat, I repeat for the 15,000th time, I do not want this team to trade away more draft picks, and I mean more draft picks, to go ahead and further dig us a hole for the future. You'll be happy to hear, ladies and gentlemen, the Islanders prospect pool got upgraded, guys, from 31st best in the NHL to 27. Woohoo! We're headed in the right direction, guys. We know when things start falling, we can rely back on the 27th best prospect pool in the NHL to go ahead and, and restock the cupboards. Yeah, we'll talk about that another night. Yeah, um, sure. Mikey D. Rank these young defensemen combos from worst to best. Dobson Romanoff, Fox Miller, Darlene Power, Makar Gerard. Um, Dobson Romanoff is last on the list. Yeah, because Romanoff's on there. He's the worst defenseman. Second, I'm going to go with um, Darlene. And worst. Oh, worst. Okay. Oh, so you want to go, who, who's the best? Who's the best? Go from top to bottom. McCarr and Gerard, because McCarr's out there. He's the f- best defenseman. Second, Fox and Miller, because Fox is the best defenseman. I think the Darlene and Power together are better than Dobson because Romanov is a net minus, which kind of hurts us. Rasmus, Darlene, just so you know, I don't think you keep up enough with the Buffalo Sabres. Rasmus Dahlin, 39 games played this year, 47 points plus 16. Wow. Really? I did I not realize he had 47. I put Rasmus points. Rasmus Dahlin is better than the Keandre Miller uh, in, in, in Fox. Fox, yeah. I think. No doubt about it. I mean, it. like, I'll pop it up on screen. Rasmus Dahlin has been everything short of spectacular for the Buffalo Sabres this season. Been spectacular, grumpy old man. Just to pop that up on screen. There's Rasmus Dahlin. Stats, 39 games played, 13 goals, 34 assists, 47 points, 16, plus 16. I did not realize that. Yeah, buddy. He's coming to his own. That's why I said when people are thinking, oh, gotcha, we just only have to worry about Pittsburgh and maybe Washington and maybe the Rangers slip up. Those teams that are below us, the teams like Buffalo, guys like Dahlin are getting older. They're getting more mature. They're stepping more into their own. Same thing with that. Same thing with that Red Wings team. Larkin is on a freaking mission this year. They, for me, Buffalo still needs a solid veteran leader on the back end. I agree. And a goaltender. I, I, otherwise, I don't see them making the playoffs. Yes, they're talented. They have some work to do. But going forward, I mean, it's another thing. Who would you rather be, Buffalo or the Islanders? I'd rather that, be Buffalo. Hey, against that Minnesota team. Remember, we can only muster one goal. Just take a look, see at that grumpy. He had five points against Minnesota. That's what Stalin did. He's yeah. going to sign himself a freaking huge deal. And I mean, huge deal, grumpy old man. He I mean, continues to step further and further into his own. He's yeah. just, he's looked great this season. But you're seeing his defense improve. Yeah. Again, with time and age, defense improves. But you'll be happy to know, I think Darlene and, and Romanoff were in the same draft class. Or no, uh, Darlene and, and Dobson, I think, were in the same draft class. So yeah, Darlene was first pick in the draft. Mm-hmm, correct. Brian J says, let's go, Giants. We're coming. We coming. I'm sorry is what he says. I think they, I think, I think you see the Giants maybe uh, beat Minnesota. Maybe. Sure. AP said, let's not get too worked up about beating a lowly team. Then any decent team should – that." I'm sorry, you meant to say that any decent team should absolutely expect to destroy. True. Any lowly team. 
Oh, wow. I just noticed I am way far behind. I was still seeing intermission report, but I know the game is back on. Again, three minutes into the third period. Three minutes into the third period is right. Go Big Blue, says Brett W. Um, Anthony Rizzi, Grumpy. Uh, I think I'm going to start the Trade Romanoff fan club. Well, TJ will be a member of that. Well, here's the thing. It's going to be like you gave up. It's like almost like the Thomas Vanek thing all over again, except we could sign. We sign, We have team control over Thomas Vanek. But you gave up so much to get him, and you get nothing back in return. The Islanders' defense looked like we're just going into a turtle shell right now. And we iced the puck. Fantastic. I'll tell you what. Oh, Montreal, no. the ice. I'm sorry. Montreal has picked it up. And I... I mean, thank God we have Sorokin in net, but they've absolutely picked their player from the second period on. They've been the better team. Yep. AP says, Bavillier still sucks. He's a guy who needs to change the scenery. I'm not yep. like when we see these passes. And I know Montreal just made a good pass on that, but these blind passes where they they just throw it to a spot, they throw it across the middle of the ice in their defensive zone. They're so unbelievably dangerous and just dumb passes to make. I don't know why they're doing it, but they consistently do. The Montreal Canadiens. JG said, did anybody else smash their face onto uh, into a wall at the end of the Islanders wild game? I didn't. I don't know if anyone did. Close to it, I guess. It's like, yeah! I had a, I had a millennial meltdown. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Rogue Gamer says, Grumpy hated Bossy for shooting five hole all the time. Uh, no. <laughs> Nothing could be further than true. I love Mike Bossy. One of my favorite players ever. And uh, here we go. Brian J. Grumpy. Who cares? It's Montreal. The Islanders win. Not impressed. And honestly, except for the first period, we've been kind of having, we've been dominated by Montreal. I think it's been kind of, the second period was back and forth. And the third period through four minutes, Montreal looks the much better team. Now, given it's worth I, saying we have a two goal advantage. So maybe we're just trying to play more defensive minded right now. We don't want to give up a late period lead. I felt like Montreal was on the power play from the 10-minute mark of the second period on. They've looked much better. Um, you know, they're playing much better hockey right now in the latter half of the game. Not good to see. Um, Pony but Curtis Grumpy. Boys, boys, boys. How we doing tonight? I just, I always notice, I always read the boys, boys, boys. But I was like, I'm going to let Grumpy do that for once. I liked how the inflection you put on it. Brian J. Grumpy. Romanov is a bust. What a bad job by senile Lou. Yeah, absolutely it is. Shay, Shay Feldman Grumpy. She says, my, my, question, my question is, do you think they traded for Romanov to give an extra initi initiative for Sorokin to resign? If I'm Sorokin, no way I sign with this team. I think that, they first of all, they should already be in the contract negotiations to extend his deal now. That should be that should already be happening. You shouldn't wait till the end of next year when he becomes an unrestricted free agent. You lock a guy up a year early. You cannot if they lose him, watch out. Watch out. Shay did send this. She says the Islanders discovering that there are other strategies than the dump and chase. The dump what? and chase method. Yeah, he's like, whoa. What? Yeah, there we go. I like it. Punabaker said, uh, oh my gosh. Said uh, I would smash Bossy's daughter. Not gonna lie, not the most busted I've seen. Oh gosh. Okay. I, 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 well, we know, we know where we know where Pony Boy is right now. So there could be some type of chemical imbalance that is going on with him right now. No, stop. Brian, Brian we, we love Pony Boy. Brian J says you traded a high draft pick for a stay-at-home D man, and then you call up the kid and does better. Why not use it on a score? Or here's the thing: 
He's not even a stay-at-home defenseman. He doesn't know where the hell he's supposed to be. A trade for JT Miller and even a long, ridiculous contract that would have given him was better than Roman. I think Romanoff has nothing. Romanoff has zero offensive upside, and he is miserable. I've got Romanoff equals doo-doo, grumpy. Not good. I've never seen a guy being so – I made a tweet about it. I said, I've never seen a guy be so positionally unaware where every single time he makes a poor decision, it shocks me. But I shouldn't be shocked anymore because he makes so many mistakes. I'd be shocked if he was in position to make a play. I just am like, at one point, right, he's got to get better. He, he just can't be that shitty his entire career. He's played three years in the NHL. Over just, 200 NHL games. You like should it, know where the fuck to be. I just think that, you know, when you say that he was Montreal's best defenseman, after watching Montreal's defense, I'm not impressed. Yeah. Um, Brian J. Grumpy also. Oh, they got him for his hits. Give me a give me a break. Tank for Bedard. I'll never, never be bad enough to tank for Bedard. Never. Yeah. Don't get down that low. Drew Licata says here, hello, TJ. I'm not going to be very effective for these two podcasts, but check my memes out for the viewers. Oh, he, he won't hope. even be active. He won't oh, be active. Sorry. I won't be very active. Mm -hmm. It won't be very effective. I don't know if you sent us any Drew there to it, but I'll have to look. I'll try to pull it up there, Grumpy. But on to the next comment as I try to get that through. Alex H. Grump. Guys, the fire Lou and Lou's got to go started Thursday. Now, we weren't there. So I don't know if that's the case or not. Alex, were you at the game? Is that what people were saying? I'm very, very interested. But I will say that I almost feel that through with Lou is even better. I, I think through with Lou is better or fire Lou. I think those are probably the two best. But through with through with Lou was really good. Just that anything that rhymes like that is always the best. Hold on. Did you really quickly, did you just see that penalty that was I called? I did not. And Anders Lee drew a penalty. I, or maybe, I think maybe it was Brock Nelson. He grabbed Harris's stick and fell to the ground like it was a hook or a trip or something. What the fuck is this we about? Well, we grab a lot. Anders of Lee grabbed the stick and then dropped his knee to the ground, and we just got a penalty for that. Or I'm sorry, maybe Mont did Montreal get a penalty for that? No matter what, it's. I think I the Islanders are to the power play. It is a if the Islanders are going to the power play, man oh man, I, I tell you one thing, we get away with everything. We do. We get away with absolutely everything. To see any fan ever complain about the Islanders not getting a penalty call would be egregious, and they need to wake up and freaking look in the mirror. Okay, slow your roll. Let's get to the comments. Andrew L says, the Canuck shirt at least correlates with the show and has sleeves, TJ. Thank you. <sighs> I just don't do something to do it, okay? Keep reading, Grumpy. Get some goes, yep, I started chanting it at the game. He can't be happy about that. And I just, just a touchback. You saw the look. You saw the look when CJ, CJ, Red Lupin Ranger said, Hey, Timo Meyer, 19 shots through three, three periods. You saw the look he gave him. I just, I just wonder how bad it has to get before management decides to would cut ties. That's that. See, that's my concern. How not bad does it have to get? Does just another year of not making the playoffs and being close, does that say, Oh, well, let's go at it again? I mean, I just can't see that being the case. Who knows? He's in the comment up there. Yeah. I feel so bad for Ilya. His win-loss record doesn't reflect his skill. Put him on any team who's out of playoff position, and they'd probably be doing better than we are. True. 
So updates on the score. Penguins clawing their way back right now, down 2-1 to one against the Hurricanes. The Buffalo Sabres up 2-1 to one against the Predators. You've got here the Capitals still down 3-1 to one against the Flyers. Hate those Flyers, those scummy Flyers. There it is. JG also. Can you imagine if Bossy's career wasn't cut short? Yeah. I mean, think about it. He only played not, uh, not even 10 years. Not even 10 years. Mm. Think about it. Mr. B, Grumpy. Mr. B. If we, if we're in the in a if we are in a playoff spot, will the Islanders be buyers or sellers at the deadline? For me, it shouldn't even matter. You no, should be sellers. You, the, you should be sellers at the deadline, regardless of where you are. If you're eight spot, nine spot, seven spot, ten spot, you should be a seller because you, there's no way you're going to win Stanley Cup. No way. What do you think the Islanders will actually do? What I'm. I would like to think that some type of intelligence would come back to Lamarillo at some point in time, but I, I'm just petrified that it won't, and he's going to just try to double down on suck, and that's never a good thing. I think I think we're in a position to where we will add, and it will be the worst decision this franchise will. You know what? It's going to be the worst decisions the franchise made since trading for Romanoff or since trading away Devon Taves. You know, the list goes on and on and on, right? It's just consistent. Brian J. Grumpy. We need to sell the deadline. Exactly. Absolutely, we do. And uh, if we are sellers, who are we selling? I think, you know, bare minimum, Mayfield, Varlamov, Parise. Bare minimum. I like, I like Brian John's comment on who we should sell. Everyone! There it is. Matthew S. Grumpy. Lou must go after this season. I think that I think he's going to get kicked upstairs. And they're going to give Fredo the GM job. And I'm just like, that's just appalling. That's appalling. Yikes. That would be a miserable, miserable, miserable situation for us. JG also grumpy. We didn't play horrible against Dallas. We need to take advantage of opportunities and score. Well, see, but that's the difference. Like we tonight played- against the Montreal Canadiens, we have like 30 plus shots. We've got two goals. All were scored in the first period. Ever since then, we've looked mediocre at best. Yeah, this is one of the worst teams in the NHL. One of the Montreal Canadiens are one of the. I can't preface this enough. The Montreal Canadiens have a minus what is that? Minus forty six goal differential this season going into today. Maybe forty three or maybe forty four going into today. After today, maybe forty six. Let me pull it up. I'll I'll get I'll get the goal differential. Whatever it is, it's miserable. I'm sorry, minus forty six going into today. You're right. Yeah, they're terrible. They're terrible defensively. It's the only reason we have two goals. They're terrible defensively. And we came out hot, and then we fell asleep. Ah, okay, we've just been putting in autopilot the rest of the game. Brian J. Grumpy. Should have traded no adoption for Matt Kachuk when we had a shot. We never had a shot. We no. were never winning anything. We had to play Tampa. We were never beating Tampa. Never. Never freaking ever were we beating Tampa. You never. see Martin just throw an elbow. Coming across. I'm telling you, our team is dirty and chippy. No, as it's, it's not true. You need to stop. You need to stop with that. I'm telling you one thing. Anders Lee grabs onto the stick fall. I do not like when we sell penalties. I don't like it. We don't need to do it. I do not like when our team sells penalties, just like I don't like when other teams do it. Mr. B, Grump, you're, oh. yank, you're yanking on your cord. I don't care. If Mr. B says, if we strip down, does Barzell and Sorokin say Barzell's not going anywhere? He just signed a big, long extension, and I think Sorokin will stay. Mm. I think he will. I hope he does. Again, as we mentioned, they need to be proactive and sign, resign him early, though. His value just goes up all the time. Resign him. Yeah. Uh, he, <laughs> I, I'll tell you this. 
if I'm Sorokin, I'm holding that, saying I'm gonna I, unless you're giving me the contract I want, which is at least eight million dollars a year plus. Yeah, I'm not signing yet. Anthony Rizzi, grumpy. Again, sad to say, we have to hope the team just tanks and just sucks. So maybe, just maybe, ownership has enough, have had enough, and send Lou out to pasture, and we bring in someone young and new to overhaul the roster. That I think is the only chance we have, honestly. But I just. I just think it, we'd have to be so bad, like a number of really bad seasons before they go away from them. They think Lou walks on water. I don't know if you happen to just see what happened on the screen, but they do think Lou walks on water, which is disturbing. Scott Mayfield just got absolutely posterized. So, you know, the Islanders have given up a goal. Nick Suzuki, I, look at this stick handling. He stick. I'm pretty sure he stick handles this through. He stick handles this through Scott Mayfield's skates. But, you know, you look at your defensive partners, Romanoff out there on the boards. You've got a one-on-one situation, and Mayfield just gets walked around. Suzuki then proceeds to put it in on the backhand. A nice move by him. I don't know what the hell Mayfield now it's a do- Now it's a dog, fit, a dog fight down the stretch. Unfortunately, you're right. Now it is a – what was a comfortable lead is now all of a sudden Uncle Mo has started – could possibly shift off of a goal like that. And it's not like we were – you know, dominating the game, they got a lucky lucky break. They've been carrying the action. In the third period, certainly they have. And it's not, it doesn't bode well where it's like, hey, they're carrying action in the third period and they just cut the lead in half. <laughs> God almighty. Brian J. Grumpy. He said, I would try and trade everyone. We have no stockpile of picks or prospects need to replenish. There's only so much you can do. Like I said, at the deadline, I, at the deadline, I'm moving three guys for certain. I'm moving Parise, Varlamov, and Mayfield because they're all on expiring deals. In the offseason, I'm moving Nelson. Our boy, Phil's Facts, oh. has launched a trade scenario that he thinks the Islanders need to start the retool. And, hey, I've talked with Oh, him so he wants to retool now again? This he guy wants to retool again, Grumpy. And I, I'm not saying that these ideas are some of the things I've been talking about with him, but, hey, they may be, Grumpy. He's Philly they flip-flop. He's, he's Philly flip-flop. Phil flip-flop. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe even Philly flip-flop. Either one works. Philly flip-flop. Oh, Drew L. Philly flip-flop. Oh, that's a good one, Grumpy. Drew L. This QB duel tonight does, shouldn't distract from the fact that Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence have some of the skill, uh, silkiest hair in the NFL. You know what they say about guys oh with God. silky hair? You're going to be going bald. Have you, seen the, have you seen the stats for tonight's game? I, the, the Jacksonville Jags. You want me to tell you real quick? Why not? I, just I know they're down 17 Um, Trevor Lawrence, four for 16, four picks. Four interceptions. <laughs> yeah, four wow. interceptions. Okay. That's uh, not winning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say. Um, unless unless the Chargers and Staley do something that they do, which is implode. Yeah, I'm saying Jacksonville probably not winning this night. What's the score of that game? The uh, score is right now 24 to zero. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Oh, good gracious, good gracious. Um, and then Anthony Rizzi Grumpy again. I would love to see towards the end of the season the Islanders bring up for five to six games DeFore, Bolduke, and others just for a little taste and see what they look like. It also gives the player a little bit of the mentality and understanding what it takes to play at the next level. Yeah, hey, I've, been, I've been looking good in the AHL, but what is it actually like to play and to be at the highest level? How big hey. is that jump? When you give them the opportunity, they're able to see firsthand that, hey, I've got to put a lot of work and effort in to make sure I'm on the right path. 
but we have to be we have to be out of it for that to happen. Well, he's like, I don't even know if they would do that anyway. We were out of it last year. We wouldn't play any of the young guys. Just refused. We refused to make any moves at the deadline, too. We just sat on our hands. I don't know if that was a Barry thing or a Lou thing, but like I said, I don't think that Lane Lambert has any control over any of that. Um, I don't know if Lou says, you know, we're going to go, even though we can't make the playoffs, we're going to go hard at the end of the year just to sell Matt. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Anthony R's got a comment there for you, Grumpy. You're right, TJ, but what I have to say about that is shame on ownership for letting Lou destroy this organization. Lou Lamarillo has not destroyed the organization. I think he's just late to the party from, from coming to the realization that this iteration of the Islanders being anyone who could potentially semi-contend for a Stanley Cup is over. He Okay, we should know if he makes more trades and trades away more picks, he absolutely is continuing to screw over and mortgage off the future of the team. Anthony Rizzi also says, we need to get more picks this 2023 draft. Loads of talent. It's not just top-heavy. There's really good players deep in the draft. Absolutely. Yes. And that's what I mean. That's why you need to move yourself a Varlamov, a Mayfield, a Parise. Even if you're not getting first-round picks for everybody, you can package picks. Or you can just stand pat or move up a couple of spots in later rounds for somebody you really like. This is an opportunity to retool or to start the transition process. And it's still going to be a few years away because these guys are not ready to step right in. It's what I said they should have been doing for the last couple of years. Start the retool a couple of years ago. When these guys age out, you have guys ready to step in. Now there's going to be a gap from when those guys are totally cashed and by the time somebody's ready. AP says the amount of dumb penalties we've been taking is unacceptable. And those are the ones we're getting called on. Correct. Correct. Nick D says, TJ Grumpy, how are you doing tonight? Nick D, okay. I'm doing all right. I'll be doing hopefully better if we can close out this victory. Goon says, Grumpy, what are some memories you have seeing Electric Light Orchestra at MSG Madison Square Garden in I, 1979? I did not see ELO when they came to the garden in 79. Did not see them. I like Cameron, I like them though. I like Cameron them. with the cam saying, "Yo, what's up, Cameron?" Uh, Brett W saying, "Agreed," and send Fredo with them. Yep, that's right. Get him out of here. Fredo's got. It's got to be. I mean, Fredo has been riding his coattails forever since he was born. Shay's got a comment there, Grumpy. Yep, but the difference is that Montreal knows they're bad. We don't. Lou thinks his team is a top team. That's see now. See that's a big thing. You have to come to a realization as ownership as upper management that, okay, the time is, our time is done. Are they there yet? I don't know. Camera with the cam. That game against the flames was terrible. I bet grumpy was going to throw his TV. I do not throw the TV. I throw the remote. Ah, there it is. Throwing a TV remote. Brett W. Keep the defense bars all in Wallstrom. Rest of the forwards can go. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Andrew L. Grumpy. Dvorak started that. Uh, Mayfield did that in response. TJ looking for anything to fit his narrative, even though he couldn't see it properly on his two-inch phone screen. I'll tell That's you, true. we are a chippy fucking team. There's no way you can convince me otherwise. Okay, we are a chippy we're 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 team. We're also, I don't give a shit what you can say. Oh, no, I'm wrong. How do you say we're wrong? How do you say that, Grumpy? Look I at don't the penalties we get. Holding, clutching, and grabbing and mixing. That's not chippy. That's not mixing, chippy. And mixing it up. We, you hold, you hold, and you grab, and you interfere because you can't skate, you can't keep up. That's not chippy. Chippy is running guys, 
after the play. How about fighting? How about fighting? Is Chippy having guys fight. who are designated we goons? Don't fight. There's Matt no Martin doesn't fight anymore. Ross Johnson doesn't fight anymore. There's no what fighting are you in the league. About? There's no fighting in the league. Stop. I know. The, we may account for about a hundred percent of the no, fights out there. What no, do you mean, no? No. Oh, stop. Yeah, okay. You find one person who says that. You say, oh, okay, gotcha. You're wrong. You're wrong. You go, Grumpy. JG. Yeah, sure. AJ had also pointed out the guys were not talking. No communication on us. Yes. We mentioned that earlier. Yes. They're saying it's another person corroborating what you were talking about there and how they noticed it, too, just like you did. And I think okay. it's important, right? And you're not the only person who noticed it, but you brought it up and other people are seeing it, too, Grumpy. That's okay. why I'm bringing the comment up. Cameron says, fire Lou, Owls Nation. Lane Lambert. Lame Lambert, Grumpy. Lame. Oh, sorry. Lame. Lame Lambert. You know, D-Cut. He's smiling somewhere right we now. We haven't heard anything from D-Cut today. He must be at the game. D-Cut? I'm pretty sure D-Cut was the first one to start calling him Lame Lambert many, yeah, many weeks ago, but it's catching on, and I like it. That's right. Tony G is Grumpy. Drew reviews hair. Ooh. Tony G says, you're the moderator for the wrong podcast, buddy. Cameron <laughs> says, Tony. Who are you talking about? Oh, gosh. Oh, no, no. Rick Rock. Grumpy. Rick Rock. I love that name. Rick Rock. Just say, just checking in and say hi. Thanks for the response last show. Yes, real name. Real and rad. Rick Rock. I like it. I love Apex it. Apex Legends, Grumpy. Man, you know what? I wish I had a cool name like that. Rick Rock. Islanders. Either the Islanders or the Montreal Canadiens have taken their time right, right now. I'm not sure who it is, but there's definitely a timeout. You see Doug Huda just drawing circles and lines and X's and O's all over the place, though. Uh, Apex legend senior citizen says, TJ, cash at me a dollar every time you say Clutterbum, LOL. Love you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Apex. Clutterbum. I like it. It's much more I will more say PG. that since the Islanders gave up uh, that goal to make it two to one, they picked up their level of play. And they have to, but I'm glad to see that they're putting forth a little bit more effort and they're putting more pressure. Wow, that's interference against Paul, uh, against Parise. My God. I mean, like they, they've had to put forward more effort. And, you know, the Montreal Canadiens, when they get pressure put on them, look like a freaking, they look like a, a, look like a sponge, just freaking water leaking all over the place. Montembeau is a terrible goal. Montembeau. Montembeau. It's Montembeau. No, it's Montembeau. He's a terrible goalie. That second goal, the one he gave up to Bavillier. Dude, that, that puck hits you right in the chest, and somehow you kick it out to the side. The defenseman was out smoking a cigarette and eating a hot dog and having popcorn, which lets Bavillier walk right around. That's a bad goalie. Drew says, Doug Peterson's coaching like he wants me. Put on the hot seat this game. Oh, gosh. Brian J says, what about a young guy taking over? Not Fredo. We need some youth in here. Not afraid to disrespect players. I 100% agree. We're looking for young guys, young assistant GMs on teams that are versed in 2020 hockey. That's yeah. what we need. Shay Grumpy. Lane press conferences are rough. Barry gave thoughtful information. Lane gives those cliche answers. Say, I don't watch any Lane Lambert press conferences or nowhere near as many as I watch with, with Barry Trotz. I felt like under Barry Trotz, even though we struggled last year, I really felt like we had chances. I really felt like we were a team that was still close. Does I Montreal, don't feel the same way about this team. Does Montreal realize that you're supposed to use your stick to handle pucks as opposed to your skates, or you're supposed to pass it to other guys' sticks, or do they think they should throw them all into their skates? I'm telling you, the amount of unforced errors 
by the Montreal Canadiens is it's almost laughable. It's it's real honestly for somebody if you're just a, a casual hockey fan, it's a hard game to watch tonight because one team can't com- can't complete any passes. One team, you know, they they can't get anything going because they're just struggling. And one it, thing I hate is when the officials just won't blow the whistle when the guys want to tie the puck up. Oh my they god! Just, yeah. They just let twenty seconds run off the clock, and now first the Islanders were tying up their corner, then Montreal's tying up at the corner. This has been. It finally came out, and it was twenty-four seconds in between when the puck went in the quarter and somebody played out. Christ. Blow the whistle and restart it. Just do it. Oh my god! SP Grumpy. Hey, boys, been a while. How's it going? Going pretty good. How about you, SP? There it is. Um, I love. I love. His, I love. See, I love. His picture with the old fisherman logo. Apex Legends Senior says, Grumpy old man, I'm going to preemptively take blood pressure meds because Lou is about to mortgage the future for a failed playoff run. I hate to say I agree, but I agree. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then Goon Goon Grumpy's got a comment for you. I had flashbacks of Gino the Jet in the second half when it all slowly but surely turned into poop. Look at this. Doubt. I was uh, talking Ooh. about Seattle Seahawks just imploding in the second half. Nice save. Nice shot opportunity by Brock Nelson. Doesn't get the puck up, though. And Montembeau makes a save, a kick save and a beauty there. But, man, that's one I really would have liked to see Brock Nelson put in. He needs to get a little more confidence in his game because we can really use him being hot right now. That's for certain. Um, Apex Legends, Grumpy. Casper the Ghost had five AHL points before he was called up. He sucks. How is he on line one? Joke of an organization. I think a lot of people think the same thing. Oh, good gracious. It is. It is. I mean, like, uh, plays on the first line. I think he's got like 40 career AHL points in three years there. Cameron with the cam, Grumpy. Sleepy Lou needs to go back into retirement home and manages meds and his napping schedule not managing this team. True. Yeah, it's true. The Capitals did lose today to the Philadelphia Flyers. The uh, Blue Jackets did beat the Detroit Red Wings, and the Hurricanes beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. So about anything and everything did go right for us. All good news for the Islanders. Because here's the thing. We're not catching Carolina. It doesn't matter if they win. Yep. Um, uh, Pittsburgh losing, is, like I said, is a great thing. Washington losing to those scummy Flyers, even though Flyers potentially could catch us. I don't see that happening. Neither do uh, I. And then Washington uh Losing is always a wonderful thing, even if it was to those scummy flyers. And what was the other game? I think Buffalo lost too, didn't they? No, Buffalo won. Oh, okay. That's not so good. Buffalo, or I'm sorry, Buffalo, they have they they're only in the second period. Buffalo's up three to two on the National Predators. Okay. All right. And what was the other game? On that game? What was the other game of uh oh Detroit? Who cares? Detroit sucks. Detroit is anybody, only... anybody thinks Detroit's good, they're losers. Don't you think Detroit's Detroit's, good team? Detroit is a fantastic team, Grumpy. Don't you be shit-talking on Detroit, Grump. SP. SP says, agreed. I've hated the Holmstrom pick since they made it. Literally nothing special about him, except he could play a hell of a damn mean banjo. That's the key for you to bring up the two pictures. I guess you didn't want to do it. Um, literally, I nothing- thought you were going to read the rest of the. I was just kind of honestly along for the ride. I was enjoying. You just your, I was enjoying your musical rendition. I was grumpy. I was about to be like do 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 do. Oh, and grumpy! I was about to start dancing to it. Grumpy, just keep on playing the banjo. I'm ready to go. I <laughs> uh, said I'd rather see what the four can do 
Thompson is currently ruining him like every offensive prospect. Mm. Uh, we're down to the last 42 seconds. Um, 35.9 seconds. Montreal has pulled their goaltender. Uh, Six-on-five situation. The Islanders just came out of calling their timeout, putting a little bit of pressure on. They're in full uh, ice mode and nice, beautiful way to dump it down there by the Islanders. I don't know who it was, but uh, it stopped just short of the end line. Oh, my God. Clutterbuck went down at a heap. 17 seconds to go. Montreal, one last chance. I don't think it's going to result in anything. Clutterbuck fighting his man in the corner. Uh, nice chip out, and that will be the game. Islanders will win. Six, five, four, three, two, one, and they didn't even get a shot in the last however many time was left. So Islanders win. Right now we are in the eighth and final playoff spot after Pittsburgh loses. Even though they have two games in hand, we are still right now. If the playoffs started today, the Islanders would get beaten by Boston in four. Oh, hold on. I got to pull that up here. Yeah, we would be yeah, one point. One point ahead of the Pittsburgh Penguins, two games in hand. Yet the Penguins right now are two, six, and two in their last 10 games. Yeah, they've been struggling. really going cold. Yeah. yeah. The Islanders snap a, a four game losing streak and they win tonight. Yeah. Here's the thing reserve all excitement because very easily on Monday, you could be upset once more. Um, and I wanted to get back to comments, Grumpy, before you started reading of what was going on in the last 45 seconds of the game. But it's well, good. Well, well, it's good the Islanders got to win tonight. Brett W says, makes me wonder if Lou was forcing Holmstrom on the top line. Was he forcing Trot um, to out Leo there as well? Was he forcing Trots to put Leo there as well? Probably is what he meant to say. Okay. I don't see why you're getting so angry. The way you butcher every single comment, and I just read a word as it was written, you lose your kind of, you get a little bit pissy. I don't like that. You get pissy when I read things wrong. This is what you, you read every his thing. You I'm read trying to give you the wrong. fair just bait. I'm just trying to give you exactly what you, you read get everything wrong. You. you read everything wrong, not one or two, everything. Hmm. And when you, you read say, something wrong, it totally changes what the comment actually says. You'll say not when it doesn't say not at all. Um, you said that one. It should have been put. I think that um, I don't think he had anything to do with Leo. I don't think he could do that to to uh, Trots. Trotz was an established head coach. He couldn't tell him who to play and who not to play. Just to clarify, you don't think Lou Lamarillo had anything to do with Barry Trotz starting Leo? Okay, yes, gotcha. correct. And SP Grumpy. I hope Lou is gone after the season. If the rumors that his contract is up this season are true, those are not rumors. His contract is up after the season. I think what they'll do is kick him upstairs. That's what I think they're going to do, and I think he's going to do everything he can to put his kid as a general manager. SP says, Grump, you are trying to make sense that of anything the Islanders do. How does freaking Josh Bailey keep getting trotted out on the top line? He must have some type of blackmail material. No, like I said, sometimes you just got to spread around the suck. And maybe that's what's happening with Holmstrom. Then why, did, why do you have two pieces of living shit on your roster at the same time? Two steaming piles on your first two lines. That's sometimes you put them on the same line. Ugh. Yeah, done that before too. Brett W. Uh, Holmstrom definitely is the new Josh Bailey, but worse. That's exactly what I said on draft night. Tony Tony Boy says, boys, we're smoking the lowly Canadians time to extend Lou six years. There it is. Gungu says, TJ and Grumpy, what would the Islanders have to do to make you both proud of them again? Get rid of Lamarillo, trade all the junk off this roster, reload the team. 
I think they need to change to make me proud again of this team. We need to change mentality. We need to change the. We need to change the style. We need to change the mentality. We need to change the personnel on the team. I think it all it is is just forward group needs to be changed, and I think it's going to significantly help. Lou Lamarillo has the wrong vision of the way this team should be heading and what the team needs to be doing at the time period. A change, a change of voice and direction would be make it would make me proud. Changes. Okay, here we go. SP Grumpy. I noticed against Minnesota that we have a similar structure. A bunch of garbage and one amazing offensive player. Difference is they have some amazing prospects while we have Holmstrom. I think they had a purpose when they moved into the offensive zone. And I don't think that we have any purpose when we go in the offensive zone. They had guys, they were actually running set plays, attacking from uh, the center ice line in. And I thought that was real obvious. And they walked through our defenseman like, like a hot knife through butter, as they say. Andrew said, I love how this show always finds a way to Fredo one way or another. That's Grumpy. Grumpy wants to bring up Fredo. I have told you before, I'm not even sure it's going to happen, and I don't even like to think of the idea, but Grumpy keeps bringing up the, hey, we're going to hire Chris Lamarillo as the new general manager. He keeps saying, you've said it like 10 times tonight, Grumpy. You notice who's not said that once? Me. Not a once, Grumpy. I don't even like thinking about it, that that's a possibility. Okay. I just have a feeling that that's the, what's going to happen. I'm not afraid. You're going to manifest that into reality, Grumpy, and I don't want you to do that. Who's, who's always right, though? Me. Right. Okay. That's right, Grumpy. Point about Curtis. Uh, LMAO, he's been riding his daddy's dick since 1992. I love the uncensored Grump. Yeah, uncensored Grump is something else, I guess. SP, Grumpy. Let's trade for Jonathan Taves and sign him to an eight-year extension for $10 million. Got to bring that average age up. There it is. Please say uncensored always, Grump and TJ. We, we try hey, not to. We, we yeah. Not to. yeah. Well, yeah, we don't. Sometimes I get a little worked up. Apex Legend Senior Citizen says, Lou should have been fired for forcing the vaccines. Oh, One gosh. player that didn't want, didn't want it. Evil move. Now CDC finally admits the potential dangers. Lou sucks. I don't think it ever should have cost anybody, and it did cost Bodie Wild in this organization. He wasn't good enough. He had a certain thought process. Let's, let's be honest. He, he wasn't good enough. Whatever it is, he wasn't good enough. He doesn't. He doesn't even play, and he doesn't even play in the ECHL tomorrow or the AHL team he was loaned out to. Yeah, I think they killed him. They killed okay. Him. Yeah, they killed him. Okay, sure. Goon goon, grumpy. Howard Stern or Howard Cosell? Well, Stern. for sports, it's Howard Cosell. Stern. Um, camera with the cam, grumpy. Fredo is like a Baruch Assault from Charlie and the Chocolate fa Factory. Daddy, I want a hockey team, Baruch Assault. Yeah. There it is. SP says, every time I notice Romanov, which is about once every eight games, I get upset again about that stupid trade. Mm hmm. SP, Grumpy. Grump, we aren't making the playoffs anyway. I know we're not. I just like to play devil's advocate. Maybe we can't make a change. Maybe we can't make the postseason. But Brett W. Grump. Brett W. says, Lou does know Varlamov is an overpaid backup. He just doesn't want to do anything about it. I mean, a smart GM would already have moved him. SP, Grump. I want him to be either really bad for the rest year or a top 10 pick or in top 25 for a chance at Michael Misa. Okay. Yeah, what he says, I want to be either really bad the rest of the year or have a top 10 pick in 2025 for a chance at Michael Misa. Um, no penalty, TJ or AJ says Goon Goon. Oh, TJ Rick Rock says Lane Lambert looks like Louie, Louie the, the Lilac. 
or Louis the Lilac tonight. Um, I'm giving you guys a plug on the radio show tonight. I think around 10 p.m. hour. Have a great show. Thanks, Rick Rock. Rick Rock. I Rick love that Rock. name. It's a great name. Rick Rock. Hey, the radio show, Grumpy. Rick Rock. I know, but I, but I, so the name is just great. It it's is. the coolest. It's like cool. Some Dick Butkus. I mean, it's a football name, right? Rob Gronkowski. I mean, how do you not? Rick Rock. How do you not love that? I don't got Rick a name Rock. like that. Jealous. That's what the Barzy's worst asset is his one timer. I don't know. He had, he had know. a damn crossbar, you know, post tonight too with it. I don't know. And he doesn't get a lot of one time opportunities. Pony Bar Curtis says, fire TJ, hire AJ. Then I'd have the best hair on the podcast. Don't worry. If I fired Grump and hired Butch, I'd get I get along with my co-host a lot more, as Pony Boy says. Oh, oh. hire Grumpy, hire Butch. That would be there fun. There you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't forget to press that like button, people. Yeah, that's don't, right. Don't do that. SP Grumpy. Getting one offensive player will not fix our team. We need a full retool of our offense. It's I true. Agree. It's true. Apex Legends says here the window, the window closed, closed last, last season. Fire Lou. That window's been closed for a while. Hmm. Shay says, I got that death stare from Lou last year. LOL. Really? Lou gave you a death stare? What a loser. Apex says, Lou's an egomaniac. Uh, Lord, forgive me. Underbear <laughs> Curtis says, he looks like Franklin the turtle. He does. He looks like a little turtle. He Absolutely does. He's got does. that long neck, the wrinkly shit going on. Yeah, and he's got, yeah, he's got that little pot. He's got that little belly on him, too. Um, and uh, Matthew S. says, that was great. I got the guy heckling him. I thought so, too. He looks like Bob the Builder. Bob oh, the my builder. gosh. And was that Mike? No, that wasn't Mike, I don't think. Um, and I love the red. I, it might have been red. Might have been the red loop and Power Ranger. There it is. Father Brownie said, "If we have to rebuild, please don't rebuild like the Hawks. They're giving up six in the first right now against Terrible. Seattle. Yeah, not yeah, good. I, I think if we're rebuilding, but, it only needs to be the offense. It only okay. needs to be the forward group, and it doesn't have to be a full rebuild. You could do a slow trans. You could transition, and it doesn't. It's not as onerous. It's not as painful." The problem with Chicago is they started the rebuild a few years ago, and then last year they started a rebuild of the rebuild in this old left off season, getting rid of Strom and a bunch and uh, the Brinkett, et cetera, the Brinkett and all those guys. They wound up doing a rebuild on their rebuild, which is interesting. But I mean, if you don't think that maybe they have a pulse of them, say you know those guys are not the solution. Pony Bacurta says he touches leads of lettuce or heads of lettuce, TJ. Leads of lettuce? That's heads of lettuce, TJ, not leads of lettuce. Brett W, Grumpy. Don't you worry, Grumpy. You're reading comments. I'm ready to freaking jump down your throat again. Grumpy, Brett W, keep going. The New York media has a mole in this group. They know Grumpy should be the GM. Absolutely. What's up, interesting. Jacksonville has got it within 20 just before the end of half. What's up, Angelo M? How are you doing this evening? What a nice dog. Look at that dog. He's giving a little nod to you. Hey, how you doing? There it is. Ponyboy Curtis says, Nicole Sherman just tweeted, first Ezekiel, now Bo. Next thing we know, Char is going to come out of time and score a goal. You didn't do that comment justice. It should be, first Ezekiel, now Bo. Next thing we know, Char is coming out of retirement to score another goal. Um, And Cody says he's doing well. Goon says, Ponyboy. Tell Dally to apologize to Sherry for Cherry, 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 Cherry. C H is ch, 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 Cherry. 
cherry. Like shut up. Sherry Grumpy. I like Sherry better. And tell him not to be a creep at the drive-in. Who the hell would name him Cherry? That's right. Essie Hinton wrote the book, and that was the name of her character was Cherry. Shitty name. Anyway, uh, Matthew asked Grumpy. Josanne Bosset on intermission desk. You know, they didn't show her face straight on. It was like a sideward shot with her hair kind of over her face a little bit. They did all they could do, I guess. Brett, Brett w, w says F quadruple minus. Christ almighty, Grumpy. You're killing me. Yes. It's two people saying F quadruple minus there. I love it. Pony Bird Curtis on a different platform. SB said, the sad thing is that even when our team is fully healthy, our offense doesn't look much better than it looks tonight. I think I'd even argue it looks worse. There it is. Uh, Pony Boy says, listen, Goon Goon, Dallas Winston is dead. Don't be talking about my boy like that. And Brett W. Just baffles me. Absolutely baffles me that after five years, Grandpa Lou has done zero. I mean, absolutely freaking zero to address the offense. Wow, that's crazy that he used that dialect, Grumpy, when he was when he was writing that comment. It's Hard almost like believe. something you would say, almost right out of Hard your mouth. Hard to believe. Hard to believe, but true. true. Doug Peterson is being taken to school by Staley. Wow. Tim J says we never seem to put a team away, which leads to panic in our own in your in our own defensive zone. True. Um, yep. And Matthew S says Sorokin is the new DeGrom. Yeah. Plays great and doesn't get any wins. That's exactly what it is. Freedom Fun and Adventure said Gross put up tonight's lineup, and my thought was all four right wings and at least three of the four left wings, if not all, must be upgraded. Wally and Ross can take two spots, but sell everyone, not vital, and tank for Bedard. Not going to be able to get Bedard, but we're too far. Yeah, I was about to say we're too far. We yeah. would we we could lose and come away with zero points the rest of the year. We probably still won't have the worst record in hockey. I won't say that. Um, but we're not going to be bad enough to get Bedard. But it doesn't matter. Let's say you're picking in the top ten. If things go really bad, you're picking it. I don't see us even being in the top 10. I see us getting a pick around maybe 15, 13, 14, 14 at best, yeah. something like that, right? I'll say 15. Um, but here's the thing. If you start trading pieces, get yourself a couple of first-round picks by teams that are picking in the 20s, right? You can maybe package up to move up higher in the first round or just since it's an extremely deep draft, just load up with the talent. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what I. That's what I would do. You're not w, grumpy. I'm sorry. Okay. I you're you're not you're not close enough where even a Bedard is going to put you over the top. We need a lot of young talent. So I'm just loading up for the next few years. Just load up. I, Brett W says Sorokin is definitely the Islanders version of DeGrom. Um, we have to make a we have to make a move um at the deadline or in the offseason. And then uh freedom front of Grump. How often do you feel like Buford T. Justice from Smokey and the Bandit with his son? Buford T. Justice. Buford T. Justice. It's, it's it's not Buford. It's Buford. Buford T. Justice. And here's the thing. You watched that movie not very long ago. Buford T. Justice. That's right. I'm like Buford T. Justice and Grumpy's like the idiot son. That's what this is, actually. Grumpy's the dumb son. I can't believe you came from my loins. 
When I get home, I'm going to punch your mama right in the face. Dallas McDonald says, Grumpy, when do we play Washington? I forget. <laughs> I think it's Wednesday. Oh, you bastard. Uh, Shay Feldman, Grumpy. Sorokin, last year, 26, 18, and 8, 925 save percentage, 2.4 goals against, 123 goals against, seven shots. This year, uh, this not including tonight, 14, 14, and 2. 926, 229 goals against, 68 goals against, two shutouts. I like it. Very comparable. Like I said, I thought going into the season, I thought his numbers would be a little bit worse than last year, but I think he, I thought he'd be better. New York Rangers, Mike says here in 1967, 70 or 67 through 77, Montreal was 68 and 12. Um, uh, for 132 points, the best team ever, the best season ever, in my opinion. And here's the thing. Those 12 ties could have been wins. If they went to overtime or shootout, they were that good. They were tremendous. Yeah, ja the Jags are getting killed. Angelo M. Grumpy. This team is not good enough with BS. And Drew S. says, "Guy, uh, guys is free-wielding or free-wheeling, not free-wielding. Free wielding, free wielding, same damn thing. Free wielding, it's like when you're wielding a weapon, just you're just wailing it around all over the place like a maniac. Free it wielding is, it is free wheeling. I like free wielding better, Drew. Don't rain on my parade, okay. Tim J. They pass when they should be shooting, and we have a clear shot and miss the net. Mm. Christopher C. Grump. Why didn't they play like that against the Wild? They did. <laughs> it's just a wild is better than Montreal. Matthew asked Grumpy's got a comment for you specifically. Don't hate on Bossy's daughter. Too late, been done. Goon goon grump. Grumpy, how nervous are you in the third period of game five versus the Penguins in 1982? I wasn't nervous at all. I just I always thought we'd win. I just always thought we'd win. I never thought we'd lose. Ever. Matthew West says. It's ridiculous how much Bavillier destroys Montreal but disappears almost every other game. I don't think he was great today. I thought he had the goal. That's because they fell it asleep. Lucky bounce. It was just like a tap and goal. Wide open yeah. opportunity for him. And Mike and New York Rangers Mike said it was the 1976-77 season. Okay, gotcha. Perfect. Dallas McDonald says here, Grumpy. When do we play? Oh, <laughs> he wants to know again, Grumpy. When do we play Washington one more time? Sunday, Monday. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, Saturday. <laughs> what movie is that from? Do you know? Stripes, right? Ugh. <laughs> I'm trying to think. He's teaching us. He's teaching English to uh, that class. What is it? What 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 damn movie is that from, Grumpy? The Godfather. Oh. Apollonia. Teaching him. Uh, te he's trying to learn the days of the week to be an American wife. Or she blows up. She gets her ass blown up. Not, not right there. A little bit later. Hey, Come on, I'll take the car off to you. Pony Curtis, Grumpy says. That Minnesota yeah, game was the most embarrassing loss of the season. Mm, I disagree. They were more embarrassing. Nikki said you're 100% correct. It looked lazy and uninterested. Freedom Fun Adventure says, I'd like to hear you both comment on an ideal remainder of the season and summer for the organization. Grumpy, we've talked a lot about the negatives. What would be the best case scenario for the Islanders? This year, I'll let you both. I'll let you both. I'll give. I'll give you my situation after yours, Grumpy. There are earthquakes all over the United States. Uh, 
all the, the the there's a big fissures in the country. You see all the other teams get sucked down, reclosed. There's just us left and nobody else, and they give us the Stanley Cup. It's the only and way. All the win. other teams have to suit up their AHL affiliates to see who's going to win. The Islanders are the AHL affiliate. And they probably take us to seven. All joking aside, realistic best case scenario for us. We define what the actual team's ability is. We show that we are not good enough to win the cup earlier now instead of us getting shown that game 79, game 80, when we officially don't make the playoffs. We show and indicate that we're a team that needs serious restructuring early so our maniac of a general manager, our madman of a general manager, doesn't go ahead and trade away more assets to double down on a team that's windows closed. That's best case scenario for the Islanders. Anything else, and we're in trouble. We will rue the day that it happens. Okay, that's cool. Brett W. Grumpy. Um, I'll just touch on that, what I want to see happen the remainder of the season. I want to see us move, like I said, anybody on an expiring deal, and then in the offseason you start moving some guys who have value. It's a limited amount of people, but I'd listen to offers for Pulak and Nelson specifically, those two guys. Okay, I'm not touching the defense, but I, I forward group, sure. Brett W., Grumpy. I'd like to know your opinion, guys, since we agree Lou needs to go. Who do you think a good replacement might be? Uh, to me, it's not an individual. It's more of a type. It's a young assistant GM on a team like Tampa, Florida, Colorado, something like that. Someone who knows how the modern NHL is built and the direction that the league is taking with officiating with how the league wants the game played and bring someone like that in. But it's got to be a young guy. I don't want an old guy. Apex Legend says, at least Alex Lafreniere is a bust. Ah, okay. he's, he's what, 20 years old? 2021, 20, something like that. All right. Brett W., Grumpy. I also just want to say, since Bossy's family, family was there, he was the greatest pure goal, goal scorer I've ever seen. I truly believe had he had as many seasons healthy as Gretzky, he might have had more goals. Gretzky was definitely a better overall playmaker, but I think Bossy was a better pure goal scorer. Bossy was a great, fantastic goal scorer. Is Dog Z I, going up and around? Dog, Dog Z, hold on a second. Dog, hey, stupid dog. No, uh, Son X is here. He's taking Dog Z, who I've been babysitting all day. Uh, he's taking him home. Come here, you. He was taking a nap. I'd love to get Dog Z because he's got a big toy in his mouth. And I'd love to get him to come over here so everyone could see my little friend, Dogsy. Get Dogsy over there so we can see him. I want okay. people to see him. And here he is. Here is my boy, Dogsy. There he is. He's a, Get your face down here, dog. Look. He doesn't want any of that crap. Here he is. All right. Now, you know you're not a lot on the furniture, so that's enough for you. Get him. Okay. And there's Dogsy, my wonderful little puppy pal. We do, love him. we do love him to death. He's our friend. There it is. Shea Feldman saying, has Romanoff looked off? Yes. But remember, he's 23 years old. He has room to improve. Dobson has been shit defensively, too, and hasn't produced much offensively uh, recently. Uh, okay. I disagree on this big time, Shay. Okay. Dobson, is he a finished product defensively? No. But Dobson at least knows where he needs to be. Does he make mm -hmm. mistakes? Yes. But when you, as Romanoff, when you don't even know where the hell you're supposed to be, well, shit, you've got to first know where to be. Then you've got to iron out the defensive mistakes. He doesn't even have a chance to make the defensive mistakes because he doesn't know where he's supposed to be. 
I don't know if anyone's bagging on Dobson against that Minnesota on that uh, that tying goal the other night, but that was Brock Nelson's screw up all over the place. And uh, I just hate when people blame Dobson for things that are not necessarily his fault. Got a comment here from Matthew S. Grumpy. I was freaking angry after that wild game. A lot of people were. I was too. And the fans use young excuse for Dobson about him being 23, but Romanoff's the same age. You know, I'm not saying he's worth the 13th overall pick. I uh, I look at okay. it like this. Here's, here's what I'll say for TJ. Like, Dobson brings offense. He brings puck movement. Uh, he brings skating to the team. Romanoff doesn't bring any of that. That's the difference between the two. On top of it, Dobson at least looks like he knows what he's supposed to do. Does he make mistakes? Sure. Romanoff a lot of the time looks like, uh-oh, hold on a second. It's not like until the shot's going off where he's like, oh, man, that's my spot. Oopsies, I made a mistake there. I'm just like, Dobson will make mistakes, but he knows where he's supposed to be. So at least he shows like upstairs he knows what he's doing. Romanoff, when he makes dumb decisions like that, doesn't know where to be. It's like your brain, you're not even smart enough to know where you need to be, or you're not aware enough. Maybe you're not positionally aware enough to know where you need to be, and that's just frustrating beyond all belief because that's something simple. When you're in film study, when you're in practice, they're going over, hey, when something like this happens, Alexander, you need to be in this zone here looking for a player, the forward coming from this direction. It's really easy to sort that shit out, but he doesn't even know where he needs to be, which is very discouraging. There's a long way to go for him. Um, Drew L. Grumpy. Okay, never mind. I had to turn off the Jags game. It's already 24-0 charges. 27-7 starting third quarter. Yep. And yep. So I will be active for the podcast now. Good to hear. Good to hear, Drew. Matthew S. Grumpy. Yes, I heard that chant on the post game. The fire Lou. Oh, that, that see, that's bad news for him. And if it gets worse, like I said, two more games on the homestand. I can't imagine it getting any better after playing Boston first and then Washington second. Mm. There you go. Uh, grumpy another comment here or from even Drew. if you're playing washington first and boston second i can't see it getting any better goon goon grumpy what's the easiest and quickest way for the islanders to rebuild clone a bunch of barzells make bail ba- bailey apologize to grumpy nope quickest way is to dump the geezer squad and incorporate new young players Alexander sent this to us. He said, Stefan Rosner, when he had in- interviewed Philip Gustafson, he says they had shots from the outside, like they seem to do. To every team. That quote says a lot about how the Islanders' offense is viewed in the NHL. Not dangerous. There you go. He's not wrong. And here's the thing. And look they at, hold on, really quickly. Look at, look at Stefan Rosner getting that quote too. Gotta give him hats off on that. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad somebody's doing real work out there who reports on the Islanders and who covers the Islanders. But I'm sorry, Grumpy. Go ahead and make your point. I agree with what you said about Steph. Um, what does it say? What what did the Islanders try to do? They try to get as many bodies in front of the net and just have even today, even the first goal they scored today, just a little harmless dump from the point. Nice deflection by Case uh, by Casey. Goal. Yep. Right? Everything from the outside because they don't have talent to do anything closer in. So it's like, you know, what are they there is that's all they can resort to. Yeah, they're easy to defend. They're not talented enough to be anything more than they are right now. That's on the GM. That's on the GM. And thanks, Alexander, for sending this to me. But, man, that that quote, I didn't see that quote until right now. That quote does speak volumes. 
They had shots from outside like they seem to do to every team. That means you just throw as many pucks on that as they can from ridiculous angles and hope that one finds a way to trickle itself in the net. That's how they scored against uh, the Wild on Thursday night. Just Not a, good. Good. Just a flip in, a funky bounce into the net it goes. Not good to be perceived like that is the right. point I wanted to make. Not good to be perceived like that. Matthew S. said, they don't call him tanking TJ for nothing. That's oh. right, Robbie. That's why I'm wearing a tank top. I'm saying time to embrace the tank. Matthew S. just He just uh, look at you. Someone bailed you out. Someone bailed you out. Thanks for that one, Matthew. Uh, Freedom Fund Adventure, Grumpy. Don't say JT Miller, his entire name, hates his guts. Romanov, 13 assists, and Dobson, 15. Romanov is very good at gaining the zone. No Islanders deep man is having a good season. They should understand new system by now. I don't think I don't think the new system, the new system is there is no system. That's why I think the new system. Freedom Fund Adventure says, the rule, the rule number one of Fight Club, there are no rules on Fight Club. Freedom Fund Adventure says, cover up those pasty chicken wings. Yikes. Hey, I'm trying to go ahead and blind everybody, I guess. SP Grumpy. I have a bad feeling Lou will trade our first rounder. Ugh, yep. That is the it. thing I worry about. I have nightmares of that. Keeps me up at night. So I wake up sweating in the mornings. Uh, Matthew S says, we're actually shooting the puck more on the power play. Yeah. It seems like they're shooting our own goalie though. <laughs> we also give up. We give up way too many shorthanded opportunities when we're on the power play too, which is worrisome. True that. Freedom, Freedom Front Adventure says new New York post writer is good. Has excellent articles on Mayfield today. Looks like he will resign. Yikes. Yikes. There's no way. I, I, I cannot imagine spending how much money. And I like Scott Mayfield. He's 30 or 31 years old. You move a guy like that. You don't resign him as a bottom pairing defenseman to a long-term deal. You just don't do it. Uh, this is what Scott Mayfield had to say, and this was from, let me see here. Oh, this is Ethan Sears. Okay, from the New York Post. He says, I love it here. Hold on. <laughs> oh, tell me. Tell me. Well, actually, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you a little quote, Grumpy, and you tell me who you think this is from. I love it here. My wife loves it here. We're kind of set up. We have a house now. We have friends outside of hockey. We love the community. We love what we're able to do. We have season tickets that we're able to have military members at the game. So we've definitely, we're definitely ingrained ourselves into the community. I love the guys in the room. I love the ownership. I love the front office, coaching staff. They coach the way I like. It's an ideal situation. We like a lot here. We like it a lot here. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. It's one of the cul de sac crew. Mayfield's been taken captive by the cul-de-sac mentality. You know what he doesn't say? Shit. Man, there's a drive to win a Stanley Cup here. That's why I want to stay. No. Again, they're so comfortable living here. They they love it there. They love, yeah, there's no responsibility. We don't have to produce anything. You know, we're just cruising on through the end of our careers. So it also oh. says, still Mayfield said that he has not instructed his agent to wait on negotiating and does not have a prohibition on doing so during the season, as some players do. Mayfield also continues saying, I definitely haven't said any any, any of that to my agent, Mayfield said. Um, if it's something that comes up, it comes up. 
And at the same, I think right now we're worried about getting a win, uh, getting the win column up a little more. Oh man, oh man, I'll tell you, oof, oof. He's gonna he's gonna get four and a half five million dollars a year. Uh, if you were gonna if you were to go to free agency, I feel like that's what he would make on the free on the free agent market. He won't get paid that here just because of how much Pelik and Pulak get paid. They're not gonna pay a third, a bottom six defenseman that much money. I love Scott Mayfield. Everyone knows that. He doesn't mention anything about being a Stanley Cup winner. Or it's I just love like, the ambition. I love the ambition the team has. I love the direction the team is in. I like that the team is is pushing for a cup. None of that. Nothing. I'll read it one more time. I Thank love you, it Freedom here. Fun Adventure. Thank you, Freedom Fun Adventure, for bringing this up. I love it here. My wife loves it here. We're kind of set up. We have a house now, right next Who's to Kyle Palmieri. Right next to Kyle Palmieri, I'm sure. We have friends outside of hockey. We love the community. We love what we're able to do. We have season tickets. We're able to have military members at games. So we've definitely ingrained ourselves in the community. That's a – I love the guys in the room. I love the ownership. They don't hold me accountable. Love the front office. Love the coaching staff. They coach the way I like it. It's an ideal situation. We like it there a lot. Yikes. Okay, are you going to war with Scott Mayfield? I like Scott Mayfield. I like what he's done on the ice, but when I hear that, I'm like, Jesus Christ. This is the mentality, right? I th- I like Scott Mayfield. I would if I he had all the money in the world, sure I'd sign him back. But no salary cap. When you hear every single player, Kyle Palmieri, Josh Bailey, Anders Andy Lee, Lee, Scott Mayfield, maybe oh. Matt Barzal, any every freaking player you hear saying the same shit. Oh, I love the mentality. I love the feeling of community. I love this. I love that. Not a single one of our players are saying Wow, this team is really hungry. They want to win a cup, and I want to win a cup with them. This is a team that's headed in the right direction. This is a team, right, that's winning. This is a team that's set up for long-term success, and I want to be a part of that long-term success. Not a single one of those. I love the community here. I'm so happy to be here. We've got a house. We've got a friend. We've got a family. You're in a freaking business, man. The NHL is a freaking business. The NFL is a business. All professional sports are a business. It's not family time. It's about winning damn games and producing. Simple. And I'm not saying that Mayfield has got a bad mentality because he's. I think he's got a great mentality. I'm just saying that is the mentality that the Islanders organization has, and that's the perception I'm sure around the league. Oh, yeah, they're just having a good time. They're having a good time with family and friends. They're just kind of like know, the casual team in the NHL. I just want to draw a comparison to the great, greatest winner of all time in the NFL. Oh, I, just, I, just, I just want to draw a comparison. He wanted off of the Tampa Bay Suckaneers last year. He tried to retire to get his way off to go somewhere else. They wouldn't bite. He's like, okay, I'll sign a contract extension, but you know what? You can't franchise me after. He did the same thing with the Wingles last year. You didn't hear him saying, man, I love it here in Tampa. He's like, I just want to win. I'm, I want to win. That's what, as a professional athlete, that should be your over, that, that's your goal. Overwhelming objective. Win, win, win. Everything else will come if you win. You will make more money if you're perceived as a winner. I just, that's that's the Islanders in a nutshell. Right there, that paragraph is why we're never going to win anything. They're great guys. They all like hanging together. I've called them the beer league team for years just for that reason. I'm not criticizing them as people at all. But it's like, is there any urgency to win here? Any at all? Doesn't seem like it. 
Doug R says, how are, how we, are not we not a lot for a lottery pick? You have to be in the bottom 11 to have a chance to get to number one. All righty, Grumpy. I'll let you continue to read. Tim J. Oops. SMP says, Doug R. Yes. Ilya Sorokin. It's not SMP, just SP. But yes, Ilya Sorokin. Tim J. Our positioning on our power play is terrible. So are the yeah, players. Position. Yep. Thomas Morris. Please do not keep Scott Mayfield. I I, I would have traded him already. Cam. Cameron with the cam says Lou is like a toddler with a nuclear bomb. He has no idea what he is doing. It's worrisome, man. It really is. He it's, says, Oy vey. And then Holmstrom is horrible, says Tim uh, J. Very true. Um, yeah. Uh, this is worse um, than bad. It's a nail biter. It's a nail biter, says Cameron with the cam. Shay says, I think Bailey would play the same if he didn't have a stick. He's useless as shit. Matter of fact, he'd be better. He'd be better if he didn't even have skates on. Matthew S was not happy about Mayfield getting undressed for that last goal against Drew L. Grumpy. That's going to get you a big contract extension. He's good. Uh, He's going to get four and a half, five million on the free agent market. If he thing does. Is, in, is, in order to actually force Lou to sell, we need to keep losing as much as I hate to admit that it's true. And that's the point where I am too. I hate to do it, but it's just like it seems that's the only viable solution to this problem. Um, it's like taking Lou's toys away. Yeah. Oh, God. Drew, it's like taking Lou's binky away. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, he's going to need a binky in his blankie when he gets fired. Oh, there it is. Goon, goon, grumpy. Wow. Am I watching the Jaguars or the Jets? Does it matter? Drew says, grumpy throws the remote that hits the TV, then throws the TV from the third floor of his house onto the sidewalk. LOL. Jeff Sobel says, time to retool. Something tells me they that Varlamov will not be moved just as they keep just to keep Sorokin happy. But retool by moving Varlamov, Mayfield, Clutterbuck, and Bavillier. Even try to find a taker for Bailey's contract. Horrible contract given by Snow. Andrew Elgro. By the way, the Jags game is going to end. Uh, going, this could end in a scoregami. Yeah, by the way, it's going. It could end in a scoregami. That's right. And AJ is Gen Z chippy. I don't know what that means. Left my ass I don't off. either. I'm not even going to try to guess. Freedom Fundamentals. Oh, my God. TJ with his softness. Can't even recognize tough play. I love tough hockey. Was great when it was a man's game before the NHL went woke. Here in Florida, DeSantis is spanking the NHL's butt. And the way the game's played today. I don't even play. It's the way the game's played today. I don't, it's like the NFL. I mean, you used to be able to clothesline people, freaking knock the knock the damn teeth out of the helmet. You can't do that anymore, though. Freedom Fund Adventure Grumpy. NHL trying to hold diversity event in Florida, but no white people allowed. So much for diversity. Uh, Rob G. Grumpy. Isles are locking this game down. Good to see you here. Matthew asks Grump. We should be destroying this team, but we're barely hanging on. I see there's two divergent viewpoints in back-to-back comments. We were barely hanging on at the end, I thought. Not at the end. Not at the end. Not at the end. Once once Montreal scored to make it 2-1, to one, we picked our play up, and I felt pretty much controlled the rest of the way. The Montreal 70s team was the best team ever if we're talking regular season and four straight cups, dynasty, but I personally think the Islanders were the best playoff team ever winning 19 straight playoff series. True. And the one thing is the Islanders could could beat 
uh, the Canadians because they can play any style, any style. Yes, a big win tonight. My comments, Grumpy, but I'll let you continue. Okay. The only thing you had to get real physical with Montreal to beat them. Rob G saying, yes, Islanders, big win tonight. Yes, thank God. Absolutely, Matthew S. They won because I'm not at the game, says Shay. Shay's a little black sheep, man. She goes in, she's a little black cat. Rogue Gamer not- says, Sorokin franchise. Yes, he is. Goon Goon saying, DJ Grumpy, how late will you stay up tonight? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's getting late here our time matthew s saying we barely held on take the win but we need a way better effort i agree i agree um it's time lou visits leonard's snake farm the hell is that i don't know maybe he's got a snake farm mark a says defense is terrible it is josh bailey is terrible says thomas morris he is mark a wants to bring up the kids too i don't know if they're ready uh, got well, a I, few think, memes. I think Ratu is, but. Okay, got a few memes there, Grumpy. We're going to play real quick here from Drew. First one says, Lou and Barry Trotz when Andrew Gross is asking them a challenging question. No off-topic questions. Because I don't want to. No, no, permission denied. That's an off-topic question. Next, you have been stopped. <laughs> no tough questions there. From the, No tough questions, Andrew Gross. None at all for Lou or Barry Trotz. Um, and this, this is, is also how Lou does contract negotiations with the vets. Oh God, let me let me remove the banner so it's easier to see this real quick. Um, okay, here we go. Perfect. Yeah, I can only imagine how this is gonna go. Play it, you get a hundred million dollars, but a hundred million people will die. Kevin, no. Okay, I don't know. You get it. You play it. You get a hundred million dollars there. Fair enough. And Scott Mayfield. To Lou during contract negotiations. Let's hear this one. Give me your fucking money. <laughs> Give me your effing money, Grumpy. There it is. Okay. Um, moving, <laughs> moving right along there, Grump. Um, I'll let I, you read these comments here. Going to go rapid fire. Got a lot of comments. Okay. Still. I, okay. I just want to say, how much money has Evan Ingram earned himself with this uh, season down the stretch? I don't Jack. know, Grumpy. I'm not sure why you're watching the game. We're trying to get through. I'm just the touchdown pass. He's making plays. Blow-off game. Making the case. He's making the case. Why don't you turn off the blow-off game, Grumpy, and focus it's on the You don't put a comment up. Put a comment up. Oh, my God. There's no Please. comments up there. You want me to answer the comments? There are no comments up there. Sorokin is the king of the goalies in the NHL. Bailey from Rogue Gamer says, Bailey has classified materials on Jack Capuano in his garage. That's what it seems like. Next to his Corvette, but it's been locked. Master Lego Yoda says, I thought my Jaguars played tonight. Where are they? Somewhere else. Yeah, they're not paying attention. That's certain. Grumpy. You got him. Rick Cavalier says, again, old team came out hard and fast in the first, did nothing in the second and third. Yep. True. Had to do it all. All first, first period, successful first period. Then we kind of faded. Rob G says, Grumpy rules, TJ. For that reason alone, Grumpy, you drool. Shay, if Credo, aka Fredo, takes over, are you boycotting the organization? No. It would be a lot more fun to, to trash the organization when, if Fredo takes over. Grumpy Drew L. I needed Philly and the Islanders to win today for fantasy hockey purposes. I had scored my opponent thirty-two to twelve so far. There it is. There it is. And the Chargers slaughtering the Jags. Tony Cheese, Grumpy. You seem pretty active to me, Drew. Oh, there it is. I read there that. Is. I read that with a little tone. 
Shay Grump. Yeah, when I basically told him to F himself after a game last year, I chanted, we want Sallow, free Sallow. He was right behind me, and I went to the side, and then he gave me a death stare. You know what? How ridiculous of him. You know what he should do, Shay? No offense. He should just ignore you and walk away. That's what he should do. He should ignore everybody. He should ignore everyone, every fan. If you and I were heckling him, he should ignore us too. Just ignore. I remember meeting Bruce Willis at a Super Bowl, and there was a guy who I was with, and he was so drunk. And Bruce Willis tried to ignore him, I don't know, for like down three flights of stairs. And finally, he acknowledged. But it was like, all right, I just got to acknowledge just to get him off my back. And he was kind of jerky. He was with a hot chick. But I bet he'd do anything now to communicate, even though, uh, you know, he can't anymore. So maybe he should have been nicer back in the day. And, you know, who knows? Okay, Grumpy, you got comments. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you put another comment up. Are you not paying attention? You just take your eyes off the fucking TV, Grumpy. I'm not watching the TV. I'm talking. Lou looks like that head village troll from Willow. Look it up. Okay, I'll look it up here. Jake... Jake says, oh, my, Robin Leonard's in a lot of trouble with a financial misfortune in investing in snakes. The story is extremely bizarre. Who the hell invests in snakes? And that explains the snake farm thing that Lou wants to be part of. I was about to say, like, what the I, I didn't know what that was because I saw a fire file for Chapter 7. I was like, oof. Um, I did see that earlier. I was like, I hope everything is okay with them. A snake farm? Jesus Christ. That's hard <laughs> to believe. So this is... Uh, the head they village are- troll, maybe? Question mark. Oh, I hope this is the right one, Eve. And if it's not, I apologize because this is a pretty grotesque looking that, creature. That looks like stare. That's probably the, the stare that Shay got. Ah, oh, that's what Lou Lamarillo gave. Shay, for those who don't, is a young girl. A young I lady, Grumpy. Certainly. Well, okay. A- anyone who's under the age of 30 is a girl to me at my age. So she's a young girl, young lady, whatever. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm sure she wasn't pouring beer on him or doing anything to give her a death stare. Just Lamarillo, <laughs> Louis, 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 Louis. Okay. okay. Continue, please. Adelaide's game was very close. Yeah, there it is. Where's Connor Bedard going? Whoever's lucky enough to get the Whoever's first game. First. Jake says, had a great first period. Then we kind of eked out a win. Exactly. Unfortunate. Play with dishonor in order to get Connor. Ooh, I, like I like it. it. I like it. I like, I like it. it. Grumpy. Yeah. Freedom Front Adventure says Grumpy giving his boy reading lessons mid show is hysterical. And his example word was shut up. Fire TJ, hire anyone with a shirt or a tan. That's comment of the night. I'm going to go ahead and get more and more pale for you, Freedom Front Adventure. I don't less think it's clothing. possible. Less, less clothing every single show for you. The only thing you could be was would be opaque. There it is. I'll try. You go, Grumpy. Why didn't they play like this against the Wild? I don't understand. They did play against that against the Wild. That's exactly how they played against the Wild. The Wild are more talented than Montreal. Montreal sucks. Wow. Um. So, uh, ooh, Buford. 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 You said Buford. You said Buford. Ah, Zirkin's got three shutouts this year, says Rob G. Shay, Grumpy. We can win the cup and Lee would still be frowning. He has a resting frowning face. He does. D-Cut, Grump. Here's our boy D-Cut from Isles Misery Rated R making his first appearance of the evening. 
Uh, not very confident building win tonight. No, not at all. Confidence um, building win tonight. Sorry. TJ, stay positive, buddy. I don't know, Rob. Stay I'm thirsty, hurt. my friends. Stay positive. Big win. big win, says James F. Thanks, James. It is a big win. We won, but man, it was not not the result that we would have wanted to see over the last few weeks. I thought we should have carried that the first period throughout the whole game against Montreal. We did. Yep. Alexander said, I'll tell you, that's an ugly win. Do you just gonna do I hear an echo after I read the comments? You want me to read read it again? Hold on. If I read it already, you're gonna read it again, Grumpy. What is this? It's like I'm an echo. It's like I'm on the layers. You wanted me to read the comments, and you start reading them. Okay, well, you can't be droning off on your other shit. We got, we're two hours and 30 minutes in already, Grumpy. Come on. Stay on. Come on. Moron. M for moron. Uh, <laughs> I want to see Richard Panic on Barzell's wing instead of Holmstrom. I'd rather see anybody. I'd rather see no one on the wing than Holmstrom. Watch it aside, says, what has Holmstrom done to play every game over anyone else? Yes. Thank you for the question. I, I've asked myself it's, many times. It's a good question. survival says, would you be okay with Dubas as a potential GM? Um, I believe in Toronto. Unless he can trick, unless they can trick him out of Toronto, and he can trick some of their players over here. Mitch Marner, remember when I said when they were up against the cap a number of years? All righty, D cut. TJ sleeves. Hold on, Grumpy. What are you? You're about to take us down to Mitch Marner. We're two hours and thirty minutes in. We got a few comments to read, and now you're taking down talking about talking about Toronto. Kyle Dubas. Come on, come on, Grumpy. Please be respectful. Come on. Come on, Grumpy. Remember when I said a few years ago when Mitch Marner was a, a restricted free agent that we could have went after him by just giving him a fully front-loaded contract and Toronto never would have matched it? The fossil wasn't wise enough, didn't listen to the grumpy old man. Another colossal blunder. Next comment, please. Yeah. D-Cut says, TJ, sleaze are required on the Islanders Never Say Die podcast, you bald-headed jerk. Boston just extended Pavel Zaka, four years, 4.75. Who's doing those contracts? Lou Lamarillo? DCAP. Fire lame. There it is, policy. The Islanders only lost three games total in four straight Stanley Cup finals. Two were against the Flyers in the Cup one, so they lost one game the next three Cup finals. Think about that. That's how dominant they were. True. Yeah. Yep, game is over. That's for certain it is. 27 to 14, five minutes to go in the third quarter. Oh, crazy. It's almost like you're Homatron. 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 Is that Holmstrom? Is invisible. He is invisible. He is invisible. Alexander says that sounds like someone that was conned into saying something like that. Talking about Scott Mayfield. Unimpressive win from Frank K. Drew L. Drew, country club ass team. Grumpy, can you please get Tom Brady's cock out of your throat for one podcast, please, says Drew. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Just once. Frank K says, they sucked after the first. Sorokin is fantastic. He will bolt if there's no hope. People said the same thing about Barzal. He signed a long-term deal. Elon A. Think about it. Seattle has scored more goals in the first period tonight than we have in the past four games combined. Waiting to can Lou. Till the end of the season is a huge mistake. We need to sell on three, three twenty-three. Okay. Is that is that is that the date? March third. Is that the uh, yep, is that March third tra- NHL trade deadline? Okay. Ryan P. Right. Uh, playing middle of the road hockey, trying to get the final playoff spot, seems to be acceptable here. Exactly. 
And that's that's the whole thing. I hate it when fans go, well, think about how bad we were all these years. You know, well, you know, we were pretty good a couple of years ago. No, that shouldn't be acceptable. Being average shouldn't be – just making the playoffs should not be acceptable to anyone. Alexander Rumpy. If they play like this versus Washington, Buffalo, Carolina, Boston, forget about it. You can forget about it. We want to win. Give me all the Islanders tickets. There uh, you go. We lose. She said, if we want to lose, give her all the Islander tickets. <sighs> there it is. D-Cut says, as usual, TJ not giving the loyal members of Isles Misery Rated R any respect. Take That's it deep, he says. Bridgeport gets smoked by Utica, so they have lost 12 of the last 13 games. Frank K. Grump. Ugh, I vote Phil's facts for new GM. Yeah. Hated Evan Ingram when he was a giant. Couldn't catch a cold. Trade trade is one for one. Josh Bailey for Colorado Rockies locker room garbage can. You taking it? I don't think that Colorado would take that. Alexander says Josh Bailey is so trash that he makes Anders Lee look like a superstar. I disagree. I think Anders Lee is so bad that they both suck. D-Cut gives a little fire. TJ, higher D-Cut comment per the usual. Wouldn't be a podcast for that one. State of Survival says, do you think that we'll be able to trade Josh Faley before the contract ends, or do you think that he'll play out this contract with the team? If Lou Lamarillo is still here, or Fredo Lamarillo, he'll probably get a contract extension. Goon Goon says, apparently you can't trust any NFL team whose name begins with a J and ends with an S. Mm, just like the Jets, yeah. Maybe. A lottery team without Sorokin, says Frank K. Yeah, absolutely. TJ, let Grumpy talk. Man, we're two hours and 30 minutes in. I'd sorry, sorry. Grumpy's yeah. not allowed to talk. Yeah, Grumpy knows what he does. He go, Grumpy just goes all Curtis. Over Curtis. I, this is what the comment de- degenerates to two hours and 30 minutes in. AJ is Bailey's cousin. Only reason Grumpy carries him on the podcast. TJ, maybe he's meant to say. TJ is Bailey's cousin. It's the only reason Grumpy carries him on a podcast. Fair enough. Alexander says, Holmstrom disappears like Casper the Friendly Ghost. Poof. Drew L says, I got to mention, Daniel Jones, like Grumpy talks about Brady, the people's champion. For Brady, the people's savior is my boy, Danny Dimes. He'll be gone. Apex Legend says, never trust snakes. Never trust snakes. Snakes? 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 There it is. Paulo C says, the 49ers don't have a good first half, but still slaughtered the Seahawks in their 11th straight win. And I'm not surprised. I did predict they would make a Super Bowl, uh, would make the Super Bowl a month ago on the Thursday podcast. I was not impressed by them today. Alexander says, vote Grumpy as new general manager and TJ as assistant. There it is. I'll My take underling. Goon Good says, should I go to sleep? Yes, get a good night of sleep for tonight. We're wrapping up. Thomas Moore said, they won because they didn't wear the stupid fisherman jerseys. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Drew L says, also, TJ, I sent you the reason why we're always, um, why you always lying memes. You could save it. Okay, gotcha. Thank you, Drew. I'll make sure I save that. TJ needs a drink to relax. He's up tight lately. No, it's it's on a Saturday evening at... (laughs) 9 30 in the evening we've been doing this for two hours and 30 minutes i'm just I'm like we did last last podcast was it three hours and 30 so i'm like okay yeah we were about we got about through what we need to today we got to big games coming up we still have to talk about grumpy before we conclude what we think 
about this eight-game stretch or eight games in, in 13 days. We still need to talk about that because I want to go ahead and get your opinion on what, what, do, you think the, what do you think the results are going to look like. I'll pop it up on screen, but I know we still need to cover this before the end of the show today. All right, pop it up. Okay. We're ready. Pop it up. And I don't like the games. I don't like how you pop it up. See, I don't like that look. Oh, well, you know what, Grumpy? Pop it up on your own freaking screen. Oh, look and at that. We're playing, the, we're playing the Capitals on Monday, not the Bruins like you said earlier. Jesus Christ. I'm Marty. I'm Marty. Okay. Monday's a loss. Wednesday's a loss. Thursday, loss in overtime. Uh, Saturday, loss to the Hurricanes. Loss to the Maple Leafs. Move. Maybe a win against the Senators. I think we'll beat the Red Wings. Loss to the Golden Knights. So before that All-Star game, so what did you think the record was, Grumpy? Go over that again. Okay, 0 1-0-2, 0-2-1, 0-3-1, 0-4-1, 1-4-1, 2-4-1, 2-5-1, 2-5-1. 2-5-1. That's not good enough, by the way. 2-5-1 takes you out of playoff contention. 2-5-1 puts you in a spot where you're no longer in the playoff picture. You're not making the postseason. And Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed for something like that because it would make it clear and defined as to what Lou Lamarillo needs to do. I disagree. I think he's you still know, if you go two, five, and one, you think he's still going to double down? Yes. Yikes. Yeah, I, I don't think there's I just how bad does it have to get for him not to double down on this team? Because whatever that takes, whatever it takes, I'm down for. 10, 12 game losing streak, maybe. Oh, a 10 or 12 game losing streak. You think it has to be that blatant to him? I think it has to be that way for uh, for ownership to consider getting rid of him. Things have to go really bad. They seem like they're in lockstep with whatever he says. Yikes. Yikes, dude. That is troublesome to hear. That is troublesome to hear, Grumpy. My God. But two, five, and one in eight games, that's terrible, by the way. But I mean, do you I mean, I'm just I'm being realistic, right? Scroll, scroll down to the top. Washington. You could say we have a shot against Washington. Okay, potentially. Boston, no shot. Sabres, I say we lose that in overtime. We might lose in regulation. Sabres are pretty good. Sabres are pretty good. A young team that can skate and can score. That could be death for us. I gave us a, I gave us a win there. Or no, a point. I gave us a point. Hurricanes, no shot. Zero. Nada. Nothing. No shot against the Hurricanes. That should be two losses right there. Roll back up. Maple Leafs, zero chance of beating them. Zero. And it's a home game. I don't care. Senators, right? Senators. Senators are playing much better recently. I'm still going to pencil that as a win. Still going to give them a win there. Are you waiting? Yeah. Then the Red Wings, I'll give us a win against the Red Wings. Why not? I don't think they're that good. That's a team we should beat. Golden Knights, uh, Golden Knights no, no possible way. Best case scenario, I think we come out with three. Best case scenario, I think we could hope for is a 500 record over this stretch. Absolute best case scenario. Okay. Okay. Seeing how we played tonight, Dallas. I mean, I think maybe we could beat the Capitals. The Capitals just lost back to back games to the Flyers. This is a big game for the Capitals. So it's like a four point, it's a four point game for the Caps. Yeah. I think they're going to come out fired up. I do. Okay. But I, I, if they're going on a cold streak right now, which they very well could be, they got really hot for a bit. I could easily see that. Rump. I could easily okay. see them maybe losing to us. Okay. I okay. see us probably losing to Boston. 
even though it's going to be a home game for us. I think against the Sabres, right, anything can happen. I don't see us beating the Hurricanes. Toronto, I don't see us beating. I see us beating uh, centers. I think we're going to beat the Red Wings. And that Vegas game, who knows, up for a tie. You know what I mean? So, like, there's, I think, best case scenario, we go 500 over the stretch. Okay. That's best case scenario, 500. So, again, 500. That's not good enough. You're not going to make up ground playing 500 hockey. Yeah. Right? I, I, let's be realistic, right? 500 hockey isn't good enough. 82 points over regular season isn't good enough. Um, Potomac Curtis says, what an unexciting game apart from the first few minutes. I thought so, too. It was a yeah, sloppy, sloppy game. Sloppy, very sloppy. Hard to watch, hard to watch. Yeah. Honestly, TJ should invest in a soundboard for this reason. I have a soundboard. I got a soundboard, Drew I just don't have it customized. I just don't take the time to customize it, and I need to. Andrew says here, Leonard liable for 10 to $50 million in some snake farm shit. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, I, how much could snakes cost? You could find them in your backyard. I couldn't tell you. They're exotic snakes, dude. Okay. Here's Who the, the hell thing. Probably happened. You could, the snakes can get diseases when you're breeding them and stuff like that. And you can lose a whole bunch can die. And something like that very well could have happened. People might not be buying snakes. Who the hell knows? Who, who, how much, what is the snake market? I, I don't, I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine the snake market even. People being... will buy exotic snakes from people online. Absolutely, they will. It's like exotic it... reptiles, exotic insects, everything exotic. It's exotic tarantulas, I... you know, lizards, et cetera. They will. I had a friend who was allergic to fur, so they couldn't have an animal. So all they could have was a snake. And they got him a boa constrictor. His name was Carl Clayton. And I remember I was over his house once and they used to feed it like little mice. And it was cool because, man, that boa constrictor, man, he popped the shit out of that mouse, just squeezed him up, choked him out, and then sucked him down. They put a live mouse in there, dead mouse. Live, live mouse. What the, <laughs> who the hell, what the hell would you put a dead mouse in there? So, what they do for most times is they'll put dead frozen mice or dead mice like that and they'll use it like tongues. To, that's how most people feed their animals. Is that's what? They, Yes. Give him <laughs> yes. a live mouse. It's got to be part of the chase. Here's the thing. You don't what you do is you kind of move the mouse, but you don't know, right? If you're giving them live mice. So you move the mouse. You wiggle them around. Give, if you give them live mice, you don't know what type of possible diseases they may be carrying, which is why you give them a dead mouse that can be tested for that. So you keep your so maybe Robin Leonard had been given live mice. His his snakes caught some sort of disease and passed it along intermingling with other snakes, Grumpy. I don't know. Point of Curtis says, they came out hot. You know what the problem was? You know what the problem with those mice is? Their parents, their little micey parents, didn't let them live enough, so they didn't get all their little diseases all out of the way, so they could have been fed to snakes. No, no, no. Or they, the snakes weren't trained properly. They kept them in some secret snake pit, some little snake shack, like Robin Leonard's. So guess what? When they ate a rando, a rando mouse, they wound up getting some disease. It's because they didn't let them live their lives when they were kids. Alexander says, we will shock the world tomorrow. Talk must about be talking Bills. about the Buffalo Bills. Ah, um, James F. says, next three games, who's in goal? Sorokin, Sorokin, and Sorokin. Oh, God. Sorokin, Sorokin, Sorokin. I mean, who would you sit him against? Are there any back-to-backs? Was the Buffalo-Boston game a back-to-back? Um. Jesus. Uh, no, none of the games are back. To back. Hold on. Eve just sent me. Uh, 
a comment of Lou Lamarillo. Let me pull up the record. I'm shocked you don't have this pulled up on your computer. Um, but the I don't think the Islanders have a back-to-back. No, it's Wednesday. No, it's Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. So there's no back-to-backs until this. I think it's a Saturday, Sunday. Hope Varlamov get those splinters out of his behind by then. No, I'm sorry. We have a. I apologize. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. So there's a back-to-back between the Bruins and the Buffalo Sabres. The back-to-back. Maybe they should play Varlamov against the uh, against Buffalo, and kind of, hey, maybe Varlamov has a good game. Maybe they trade for him. So this is Lou Lamarillo, and I think this is spot on, Eve L. <laughs> and this is the way he looks. He looks like this little meme over here. He looks like this little gif grumpy. Are you able to see that yeah. on screen? Yes, I am. Okay, good. I agree. Sure I agree. A little bit too much hair. Lose much closer cropped on the backside, but that's it. I like it, Eve. Shay says maybe it's AJ. When AJ does pre and post game intermissions with Shannon, they lose. I'm blaming AJ now. There it is. Oh. It's not your fault. It's AJ's fault. Look at Shay throwing shade on AJ. Uh, Point of Curtis Grumpy. Grumpy, 180s Coke story, please. I used to love drinking Coca-Cola right out of the right out of the fountain. They were the best. You never add any ice because they're just so good. D-Cut says here, take a few weeks off, TJ. Maybe you'll get Wally pipped. You know who Wally Pip is? Yeah, he used to be the first baseman before freaking before Lou Gehrig. What team? The New York Yankees. Okay. We're just covering all bases here. Jesus Christ. Just covering okay. first base here. I can get Wally pipped. Maybe some ex could Wally pip me to death. <laughs> Evil. Actor from Willow is Mark Northover. Mark Northover there. Grumpy, um, you read my mind on that. I said the same thing. 10-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's going to take. That cannot be true. Is it 30 to 20 now that game? Yes, it is. Okay, you must be grumpy. I just would love you to watch and do the show instead of watching. Dude, I'm doing the show. You're the ones losing mine, not me. Alana. Alan, Alana says, here comes the Jaguars. Colts versus Vikings 2.0. God almighty. Yikes. Here's the thing. If the Chargers lose this game, Staley should be fired before they even get home. Staley should be fired if they, even if they win. He should get fired before they get back to the locker room. Matthew, Matthew said, all of a sudden, this has become a game. Yep. And I remember Laviolette used to scratch Dylan Strome. Don't know why, unless it was for rest. Yeah. Paulo C says, TJ, we won't be the Sabres in Buffalo. We always lose there. That's right. That's the one road game in this big, long string of home games. TJ, try to relax, pal. Is Lee is weed legal in the Midwest? Gosh, D-Cut. Um, Drew L says, damn. And here I thought Leonard was getting his life back on track. Just turned out to be a substituted substituted drug use for freaking snake farm. Does he not have a wife? You think he does, right? I think he, he's got a family. Maybe they not, like snakes all together, Grumpy. Who knows? Okay, no, enough to buy a snake farm? You go, Grumpy. Alexander's got a comment for you. Maybe Grumpy Alexander snake. has an exotic snake farm too, okay? Grumpy, snakes cost a lot of money, especially the poisonous snakes. Reticulated pythons cost a lot of money because they are not allowed here. Same with Burmese pythons. Well, if they're not allowed here, I guess they're not on his farm. It's tough to have a farm of illegal snakes. He got popped for illegal snake harvesting. Maybe he's Shame. got he's a backdoor snake. <laughs> Backdoor snake. Oh no. Uh Trey Mancini to the Cubs. I know uh Shea was hoping he'd go to the Mets. 
Tony Cheese. Every quick everyone spam comments to keep TJ on longer. Very good, oh, Tony God. Cheese. Uh, Decaf. We need a SunX appearance soon. Cock teasing it for weeks now. SunX has some things he's got to get taken care of. Will you start doing this and making promises? Maybe you should go to Sun X and make him get the shit done. That he's I've been cracking the whip on Sun X. It's hard. <laughs> You're not cracking hard enough, Grumpy. Shay says the Boston Sabres is, is back, back to back. To back. Nice there, that Shay. Andrew L said, I got nervous when I saw Grumpy's 80 coke 80 coke story. I thought Grumpy was going to talk about stories about cocaine use. Glad to see Grumpy didn't use the devil's powder. The devil's powder. Um, yeah. Grumpy thoughts on the film classic Buffalo 66. I didn't think it was a classic. I thought it could have been done better. Alexander said people smuggle them in, Grumpy. Okay, but I don't think Robin Leonard was a ver uh, maybe he was involved in illegal snake smuggling. I don't know. And yeah, I don't know if you want to comment anymore on, on I, I already Buffalo commented stuff. on it. Um Drew L said to end off the podcast, Pavel Zaka just got a four-year, $4.75 million extension from Boston. Um, you know, big good for him. Pavel Zaka's always played well, too, you know. So Frank K said this team, if this team makes the playoffs, it will all be because of Sorokin. Absolutely. Very true. Very true. Grumpy, man, we are here at the end of the show today. Three hours, another three-hour one in the book. Um, what do you want to say before we wrap things up, Grumpy? I'm exhausted. I got to get to bed. I'm exhausted, Grumpy. Love and laughter to everyone who listens, I mean, even those who don't. From me, anyway. I don't know about TJ, but for me, absolutely, and TJ. Uh, well, thank you, everybody, for tuning into the show. We appreciate it greatly. Um, I got to get some sleep here. It's been a long week, a long, long week here. But uh, big games upcoming for the Islanders. Eight games in 13 days. Quite a few back-to-backs. We'll be here covering all of the updates. We're going to start having some guests back on the show. We're in the process of getting that schedule finalized. We're in the process of getting that done. So everybody who tuned in, thank you so much for your time this evening. As always, we'll be live with you tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But we'll be live with you next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And thank you again, as always, Grumpy, for being a part of the show. My pleasure.